Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of Good Hangin'. This intro is going to be super, 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 super fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's episode, episode 30. 30. It's episode 30. Good Hang. Speak faster, John. Speak faster. This we is did, crazy. Yeah, we, we, did a, we did a long episode. We're going to try to keep the intro short. Um, broad strokes. Uh, we read shit. We got gifts. We reviewed Star Wars. Uh, we did a bunch of news stories that you're going to be interested in. Trust me. And then we listen to... this is a two-hour-plus-long episode, but you have got to stay to the end. Because the song that Nathan plays as his favorite thing, favorite bad Christmas song, is Will Change Your Life for the Better. It will change your Christmas. So, um, again, as I promised, short intro. Hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. Hope you guys have a wonderful time listening to this episode. Wherever it is in the world you are. Um, yeah. Have a happy holidays. But really quick, guys, there's a huge chunk of Star Wars spoilers here because obviously it came out. So we have to talk about it. Yeah. If you want to, if you haven't seen it or you're just not interested in Star Wars, just skip past it. Yeah, I will put a timestamp. I'll put a timestamp uh, let, letting you guys know when it's safe to listen. Yeah. When it starts to when it ends. Just yeah. skip it if you're not into it. Yeah. Have a happy holidays. Stay safe out there. Stay off that number five bus. My God, for the love of God, stay <laughs> off the number five bus. <laughs> Stay off the bus. Happy holidays! So how how is this episode going to be vaguely Christmassy? I don't know. I mean, I'm still wearing Christmassy clothes. We record I, the music with Christmas. <laughs> I'm like I'm like still wearing Christmassy clothes because like we did a Periscope session earlier where we were wearing like Christmas sweaters and scarves and yeah. beanies. Can I just say, cashmere is the shit. Cashmere is pretty warm. My sweater is cashmere. It's not even full cashmere. It's like cotton cashmere, but even then it was so good. Cashmere is only right like in context, though. I feel like in most times in Singapore, cashmere is just like, eh. Yeah. It's like sticky and icky and why does it yeah, stick to my like, skin? Obviously, why would you wear cashmere in the tropics? I don't know. It's just, no, it's just like, even even feeling it makes me feel hot. You Wait, know? what is cashmere? Is it camel hair? Is it? I don't know. Let me look it up if the internet allows me to. Probably. I don't know. I feel like... I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere along those lines. It sounds very camely. It feels so nice. What cashmere is cashmere? wool, usually simply known as cashmere, is fiber obtained from cashmere goats. Ah, so it's goat fur. Not camel, it's goat, yeah. Goat wool, whatever you call it. <laughs> goat fur, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a fan of, um, like, for, for warmth, I'm more of a fan of, like, the... The, the dumpy hoodie. Like like uh like down feathery stuff? No, not down. Just like oh, a hoodie, dumpy, I'm sorry. Like a just dumpy a big hoodie. cotton hoodie. Yeah, like a big dumpy hoodie. I like slim fit hoodies. Yeah. Like even if it's like a thinner material. Like I feel like I'm on, I'm trying to hunt down a cashmere hoodie. I feel like that would be the best. I don't know. I've never owned anything cashmere. And down does help, but I don't know. For me it's still like big baggy hoodie where I can just put everything in. Yeah, well you're still a young man. I'm still a young man. The cold doesn't hurt my bones yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that looking like, like oh, my knee hurts. It's gonna <laughs> snow. Those big dumpy hoodies, as you say, it makes you look like a drug dealer. That is true. That is true. There are many photos of like a fourteen-year-old me looking like a drug dealer. Yeah, I can totally buy that. Yeah, because I remember. I remember when I was like fourteen years old. I was like transitioning from being fat, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like discovering skinny people clothes. Ah, for the yeah. first time but it was that awkward phase where like I was still wearing a lot of baggy clothes shit clothes too big for you because yeah. you're trying to lose weight yeah I get that like I was just I was just wearing way baggy clothes that made me look smaller than I actually was mm. that was weird times I remember when I had to just like change all my pants yeah because <laughs> I lost the gut like my little kid gut so like, I had to change a bunch of my pants and like but like, you know how like and I you... think weirdly enough now those pants fit because I've caught I've caught up to it like, well, now that you're man sized yeah 
You gotta look for them. They're vintage now. Mm. Do you remember a time though, like when whenever your you or your parents would buy shoes, you would get like a size too big, so you would grow into them. Oh yeah, I remember. Do you do that? I, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, I remember like that. That was like an economic thing to do. Yeah, because because like kids grow like so rapidly. So fast. Do you remember the moment though when you're like, oh, I'm done growing. Yeah, it's done. Like I went up to eleven. I'm like, oh, too much. Ten, yeah. ten and a half. Oh, you're ten and a half. I'm nine and a half. Like I still remember when I was like in primary school and stuff. Like whenever we go to like the bata shop yep. to get to get shoes. Ba- you, bata. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All your, like people usually get school shoes from there, Makes and sense. it would always be like two, like a size and a half or a si- like. A full size above, yeah. at least. I miss Bata. I stuck. I, I, I stuck with Bata all the way, man. Like I remember when, as we were getting older, like going into secondary school and then into JC, everyone was going for like the cooler shoes. Like, oh, I'm gonna wear Converse's to school and like Nikes and like Adidas's. And you were like Bata for life. I was like Bata for life, I'm which is funny because in Tagalog, shit. Bata means kids. So you're like you're saying like you're a kid for life, oh. and you associate Bata with your childhood. Whoa, what? Like, is it is Bata Filipino? Yeah, it's not a Filipino Bata. brand. Yeah. Oh no! European. I don't know. If, no, not the no, brand. I, I know Bata's European because I remember seeing like a Bata in uh, like Slovakia and being very surprised. Because like, I I originally f- thought, hold on, yeah, what yeah, were you yeah, doing yeah. in Slovakia? Um, choir festival. Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember like um, I always thought Bata was like a local brand, and then I, I we went to Slovakia for a school trip and I saw a, a Bata like in one of their malls and I was like, ah, oh, there you go. It's huh. European of some sort, right? It is it apparently from Switzerland. There we go. Oh, founded in Czech Republic. No, there we go. That's why it was in Slovakia, weirdly enough. Um, but I, I was like, I stuck with Bata, man. I stuck with my guns, with Velcro and all. I didn't even give a shit. <laughs> so what you gonna do? What you gonna do, guys? Yeah. And then, like for the longest time, I transitioned to like Chuck Taylors. Yeah, I wore a lot of Chuck Taylors as well. I think everyone did, right? Yeah, I, but I I had a pair that lasted me like three years. And, That's like, a long a ass time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember buying it back in school, and then it lasted me into like a year and a half into college. Huh. Did you ever wear Jack Purcells though? One of those. I feel like those are, they're they're also by Converse, but yeah. they're not Chuck Taylors. They're the other ones. With oh no, I just face. I just oh no 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 no. I feel like I, they're superior in every way. They're more comfortable. They look really? nicer. I have no idea. I wore like these Chuck Taylors that just low cut Chuck Taylors that lasted me. A really long time, and I remember like when they were when they were actually just dying, like I couldn't. They were just like the sole was coming out, the laces were loose as hell. Like I bought it when and it was like eggshell white. Now it's yellow. Hmm. Like I just I bought the exact same pair because you know they they, they served me well. Yeah, well, I have my new uh, stand-ins for Converse, which is this French brand called Spring Court. Super Guys. Oh no, Super Guys isn't that Japanese? I don't know. Now mine's Spring Court. You look them up; they are awesome. They're the ones, the shoes that were worn by John Lennon. In the cover of Abbey Road. Oh. And he wore them all the time. That's why. I need to get new shoes, man. I've been wearing the same pair of shoes. For, like, here's the thing. You have multiple like, pairs of shoes. Well, no, they're all my brothers. Oh, like, oh you, oh. My brother, my brother is like a sneakerhead. He, okay. he has like a whole rack full of shoes. Oh, I thought you were saying that shoes you wear are all your brothers. Like, you only get hand-me-down shoes, even though. Well, not far from the truth. I steal a lot of them. Are you guys the same that, size? Yeah. And, yeah, he, and he has a lot of shoes. So he won't notice if one's gone. Um, but... Uh, yeah, man, like, for me, it's like, because I've never really been fussy about what I've worn. Sure. Like, shoes for me will be, I'll wear one pair, and then that's the pair for, like, the rest of the year <laughs> until, like, like I, I always have, like, three pairs of shoes. Like, one that I wear out, one that I wear for, like, dressy events, and mm-hmm. one that I wear for, like, exercise. 
That's crazy. Yeah, I have. And there's always only one each. Like that's that's the thing that I need. I know I need more because like sometimes like different outfits and the shoes don't match. You don't need Uh, to defend the notion of why you need more than three pairs of shoes. No, it's it's more of like it's. I'm just trying to justify to myself why I need it because I need to motivate myself into getting more shoes. Yeah, you're right. Listen to yourself. Yeah, (laughs) it's just that shoe shopping is such a. uh, You got to go to a store that sells nothing but shoes. Not necessarily. I don't know why that just seems like something I don't want to do. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Ugh, this store is just feet All stuff. It has its shoes. Ugh. Ugh. I want to go, get, I want to go get, buy some donuts from a store that sells other things as well. <laughs> like a notebook. I don't know why I pick yeah. donuts and notebooks. Hey, but... guys. Hi. Hello. Hey, hi. Welcome to episode 30 of Good Hang. Dang. Another milestone. I feel like this is a cause for celebration. More importantly, though, it's our Christmas episode. Ding, 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 ding. I feel like there should be a sleigh bell app. There's obviously a sleigh bell app, right? There probably is a sleigh bell app. There's nothing on the soundboard? You keep talking. I'll look for something Christmassy. What's the deal with sleigh bells? What's the deal with sleigh bells? I mean, is sleigh bells really a thing? Like, okay. So obviously Santa has a sleigh, right? And assuming I assume they have sleigh bells on it. Does that mean that like, and sleigh a sleigh is kind of like a wagon, but for winter, I guess. So do sleighs then always have the bells? But why do you need them? Is it like to be like, hello, I'm coming through, or is it like a cowbell? So you constantly know where the sleigh is. That was the closest I can get. Let's just assume that those are reindeer. How about that? I feel okay. like I feel like that's a reindeer sound. I'm sorry, I have like an inferior soundboard. I was not prepared for this. That's yeah, fine. Wow, man. So yeah, it's not Christmas today, but it it's the Christmas season. I mean, when this comes out, it's going to be like the two days before Christmas. It's yeah. going to be the twenty third. It's going to be Christmas Eve. Eve. Eve Eve. On this day, if okay, this is coming out Wednesday, because I need to prepare like a Christmas Eve dinner for my family on Christmas Eve. So, 23rd, I'm going to probably be prepping the turkey. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. I love turkey. Expect pictures, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas soon. We'll, we're going to be releasing like a mini, like 10 minute episode on, on Christmas Day anyway, on Christmas, just yeah. to keep you guys company on the holidays. Yeah, because we know you're all lonely out there. <laughs> no, one no we, we, we know we know. sometimes family can be overbearing. You want to escape for a bit, hide in your room while everyone's doing all that Christmassy stuff. Oh, that's so true. So eh? We'll keep you, we'll, we'll hope, hopefully, we keep you company this yeah. holiday season. Yeah. Or, you know, some people don't listen to it today comes out they might be listening to this on christmas day itself if so merry christmas ho ho whore also for people listening in the future hello from 2015 star wars just came out oh oh god oh we're still gonna get into that later star wars yeah we're gonna get into that but But first but first first i feel like uh we should get into the christmassy spirit um john you What's got it? me something. I got Nathan a Christmas present. You got me a Christmas present. And I would feel worse, but I got you a birthday present like a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and so I didn't get you a birthday present. So, so yeah, it's it all works out. It's all, it all, it's, all, it's all there. So I got you a Christmas present. And the reason, like, we had, because today's uh, Monday. We normally record on Sunday. But I was yes. like, Nathan, can we record tomorrow? Because A, my voice is gone. And B, your Christmas present isn't here yet. Oh. But now it's here. Okay, so I have some hints. It was shipped. Yes. It is okay. Let me just get the box here. It's a fairly it's pretty heavy, heavy box. Pretty hefty. It's like the weight of maybe like her love. A full mug. That was a terrible joke. It's like the weight of like a full mug, maybe. It's like 
A mug full of what? Of brick? A mug full See, of I don't know. Like, I'm going to theorize that it's like... it's Or I'm a mug theorize, full of air. I'm theorizing it's like a, like books because it's, it's book shape. Okay, so here's the story. I was, was going to get you something. I was going to get you... Um, Yes. Okay. The, the, whatever this this thing is, <laughs> I was going to get you another thing of that same type. All right. But when I saw the price, I was like, "Ooh, that's a bit pricey." Yeah. And then I saw something that was cheaper, that is much longer. Oh, did you get me a dildo? Did you get I me a flashlight? I wouldn't get you a cheap dildo, dude. Oh, I'm I would think, spurge I'm on a picture your of the dildo. packaging right now. You can check this out in the show notes. Yeah, with a nice clean white background. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a picture of the actual. Pre- I'm gonna open it right now. Okay, yeah. I feel like we need to play some Christmassy music while this happens. Okay, alrighty, some Christmassy music. Get into the mood. What you got? Ooh, ooh. Mm. I feel like we need like some some fire. Yeah, and then crackle, 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 crackle. And then my whole the my whole house just like burns down. So yeah, I hope yeah. you like it. I think it's a good size. It'll help you poop. Just open it. Is what is happening? Okay. Oh wait. Oh, it is books. It's books. It is books. Scott Pilgrim: The Complete Series. The Complete Series. It's a book that I've never read in my entire life. You haven't the, read in your whole life, but, but I the guarantee movie, the movie has fascinated me to no end. The so Michael Sarah movie. You've seen it a couple. You've seen the movie before, like right? Once, yeah. This. I think the book is... Oh, I think it's one of those things where they both stand on their own. Like, I like the movies, but I like the books better. And the thing I was going to get you was only like a 10-issue run. I was going to get you the Bri- the new Brian K. Vaughn thing. But this thing is like 100 issues. For real. And it was like cheaper. Like six volumes. Yep. Scott, that's awesome, man. I'm, so should I be reading this while I poop? Yeah, I think so. It's a good size. Like, each one's kind of smaller. It's kind of manga size, so it's, you can handle it. While you handle your business, will do, man. No, but I think you really like this, dude. It's, it's right been no. Here's the thing: like, it's perfect because it's been a while since I've read a comic that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Like every other comic I've read so far, because I've been like trying to catch up with like bits of Marvel mm-hmm. here and there, and it's just kind of been like, meh. Yeah, actually, I've. That's what made me think of it because I was in the same place you are, yeah. but now I started like. I've been looking for a good standalone story. Crap! Open the the plastic. Just have a quick flip through. You can see the okay. style of this. Quick yeah, question, so, Scott Scott Pilgrim. It's not an ongoing series, right? It's, it's done. done. This is okay. a complete. Okay. So this is Scott Pilgrim. Unwrapping. Complete series. Unwrapping. Like, this is a thing. Audio. People, yeah, this is a thing. People like the sound. Just listen to that sound. On top of some Christmas. Hey, people enjoy this. This is like a thing on YouTube. Mm. ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You like that dirty wrapping, don't you? Ooh. Uh-huh. Someone just jizzed themselves like, right Yeah, they right did. Here. So Merry Christmas, buddy. I hope you enjoy these. Thanks, man. It's also one of those things where it's like... Do I, leave, do I read it left to right or right to left? I think it's left to right. Yeah. Okay. Regular American style. Okay. It's black and white. It's very clever. This book is super funny. And it's one of those things, you know how like sometimes if you if you get a present for like a friend or a family member, it's also half for you. Yeah. I wouldn't mind reading these again. <laughs> and I noticed that you don't like reading digital comics, so... Here's yeah, some hard copy I'm not stuff. a huge fan of those. I don't know why. Digital books, good. I'm okay. Digital comics, nah. Right, they're light, right? They're travel size. Like they're travel size. You're on the airplane. It's really... Oh, shit. It's really light. Wow. Perfect. What was I thinking about? Um, Dildos. Who, Edgar Wright. He directed those. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a, like, a little bit disappointed you didn't get me a flashlight, but sure. Alright, I know what I'm going to get you for Valentine's Day. Alrighty. I can't put it back in. I don't know which is your favorite porn star, though, so... 
Oh yeah, that's a thing that they do nowadays, right? Like you can you can get like yeah, they like marketed yeah, they take molds of their vaginas. Yeah, I think they put them on a flashlight. I think they do that for male porn stars as well. Like they make molds of their penises, James Dean dildos, and they sell their their uh, like a synthetic version of their penis. That's crazy. I want to be that famous. Yeah, that people want to have sex with your vagina. Yeah. I want to be like I want. I, I I probably won't do it, but I want to be famous enough to get that people that offer. ask you to do it. Yeah, I want to be able to say no to the question like, "Hey, can we make a mold of mold your penis?" Because you know George Clooney's been asked. You sure. know Channing Tatum's been asked. Sure. Like he's at least been offered like a million or two dollars. Like, hey, <laughs> would you mind if we make a mold of your dick and like market it as the Channing Tatum? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the Channing Tatum would be a butt, right? It would just be a butt. Mm. That is true. The taint. It would be the the part between the balls and the butthole. I'm a Channing all over your Tatum. Well, anyway, happy birthday to you, my friend, and happy... happy no? Happy birthday. I'm talking to you, Jesus. <laughs> talking to you, Jesus. You heard me. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Nathan. Thanks, and man. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to all to, you out there. To you too, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Happy holidays. No one celebrates Kwanzaa, but happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah's already over. It's so. Kwanzaa the one for black people. Yeah, but I feel like no one really celebrates that. Kwanzaa In fact, they juice. made a joke about it on SNL. Like, no one celebrates Kwanzaa. No one celebrates Kwanzaa. Anyway, uh, let's go into our first segment. What you been up to? <laughs> when you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Christmas edition, but hey, not, not really. Not it's really. more going to be like a whoom. Yep, that's the sound of improv Because this week I had a performance at the art house I saw like 10 people from the Good Hang Gang Hi everyone, they passed us Christmas presents Oh, oh dude, We'll talk about that We'll talk about that later yeah. Um, But yeah, we had a great performance It was improv It was funny, people laughed We sang a song, everyone sang along Even though they just made it up That's not important The important thing is that we watched Star Wars Yeah I haven't got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't make it to your show, but um, I went to the last one at the arts house, and that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Screw all that. Star Wars. It's we nothing. watched Star Wars. I could have had a child born this week, and I would have not <laughs> cared because Force Awakens. Came out. Speaking of which, by the way, I got a kid, guys. Anyway. Hey. Um, okay. Here's oh. the thing. Here is the thing with Star Wars. Okay. Like. I have said many times on this show, I am not a fan of Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not like a huge fan. I appreciate it. I enjoy it for what it is. Fair, totally fair. But I am not like one of those like clamoring in the seat of their that, pants. That's the problem is because you got to catch it when you're young. I think I watched the first Star Wars when I was like eight. Yeah. Before I could yeah, even yeah. form like See, memories. That's of, the thing. Even like, younger even. I, I only got to catch like the, apparently the open inverted commas, good trilogies when I was much older. Yeah. And my different. first experience of Star Wars was Phantom Menace. I watched it in the <sighs> theaters. So to me, Star Wars was more of like a, mm, the same way that people would view things like Jupiter Ascending or Zathura <laughs> or movies like that, you know? It's just like another space adventure, you know? It is it is what it is. Sure. So I've never really truly appreciated it. I, I've appreciated its iconography and, like, its genius in terms of its world building and blah, blah, blah. But to me, the movies were never that fantastic. I mean, they were... They were what they were. They were average space I, mean, I get that. Yeah, I totally get yeah. that. And also, but it's like, because you never, you know what it is I'm thinking about now? It's like, yeah, it's, it's the kid thing. Like, you never fucking um, ran around your house with like yeah. a broomstick going room, room, room. Uh, or like made paper airplanes and pretend they're X-Wings. Uh, well, I kind of did though. 
Yeah. Because when I watched Phantom Menace, I was still a very impressionable kid. So, and you, I Darf mauled it up. <laughs> like, every sword fight I did from then on, was it was going to be a double sword. <laughs> it had to be a double sword. But, okay, here's the thing. Like, as much of a non-fan I, I would like to pride myself to be, I would be lying if I said I was not swept away by the hype. Ugh, I would yeah. be lying if I said I did not jump onto that hype train and took it all the way to hype station. You got to. And I, and I just like- I cashed in all the tickets at the hype it is. It's cultural. It's a cultural touchstone. You'd be like, "Where? Oh, remember when you twenty years from now? You'd be like, remember when Force Awakens came, uh, came out? Yeah, yeah, I do. And and like that's when Episode eleven or ten is going to be on yeah. its way. Yeah, like, you gr- know they're going to do it. There's no great, way that they're going to like. Th- there's no way that they're going to like. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know. There's no way they're letting go of the opportunity of having at least a title Star Wars X. Oh yeah, I feel like um, I mean they're already starting it with the uh, which call it the standalone movies like Rogue One. Yeah. But I feel like if they when they hit episode but nine, I'm, th- I'm talking about like full on like the trilogy canon kind of thing. They, you know, know. That, you know, know they can't stop themselves at nine. I have no idea. I feel like someone's just gonna be like, I need to do it. Like ten, it has to be ten, like a perfect tenogy. Like the very first movie tenogy. No, I think it's okay because you think of them as three trilogies, like a trio of trilogies. What would you call like a series of ten movies? A de- uh, decadology. A decology, whatever it is. Anyway, yeah, I was I was very much swept away by the hype. I was I I got into it. I was reading fan theories. I was speculating about the plot. I was excited about the characters. I fell in love with the actors even before I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I was sold before I even stepped into the theater, basically, because I was, I I I just you know it was everywhere. Like Star Wars was every fucking where. Like you have no idea. It was just like. The product integration was out the window this time. Yeah, I mean, they had maybe like it's because I'm older. Yeah. They had like maybe it's because I'm older and I'm noticing all these things more. Because when the when the prequel trilogy just came out, I was too young to appreciate any of this. Yep. But now I'm like looking at it and like everything is Star Wars. Even yeah. like there's some brands I don't even know how they call. Yeah, because you're in the prime demographic for it. I there's guess. like freaking like Bossini Star Wars T-shirts. So random. And like Chewbacca Crocs and like freaking pizza rolls in the shape of stormtroopers i don't know there's everything yeah. everything with star people wars. are clamming for star wars and rightfully so i mean yeah but imagine the pressure because you know everyone knew the producers the directors the companies that this was gonna be so huge yeah but it was most anticipated movie of the ever, decade i'd say ever and even like wait, this or avengers which one is more anticipated this yeah Easily, yeah. For I sure. cannot wait to see the box office numbers. Anyway, go on. I, I, I already have some soft facts on that. It's, it's Ooh. after this weekend. It's at two hundred fifty-five million Woo! in America. Woo! That's huge. That's gigantic. This thing, like they're, they're talking. Oh, about, fun, fun fact: pre-sale tickets alone, it was a record. Hundred million. Yeah, set a record. It's crazy. So it can it, can it catch up to? It's Avatar, right? Avatar's got the Number the highest spot in Jurassic World of all time. Yeah. Oh, opening weekend, I'm not sure, but I know like no, total... No, it smashed it. It's for sure got... Uh, it's beat Jurassic World. Okay, then. All but right, then. it's... Now we're talking about going for after Avatar, which is what? Made a billion dollars? Let me Google that. How much? I could have sworn money? Jurassic World was the top, though. Remember, we spoke about this before. Anyway, um, a- as with all big pop culture phenomenons, there's going to be like, you know, your five friends on Facebook. There'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, am I the only person who's never seen Star Wars? Am I the only person who's never cared about Star Wars? Oh, the Star Wars hype is meh. Oh, the movie was okay. High contrarian. Ah, Hello. Fuck you guys. You guys are the same people that go like, other people die too, not just white people. <laughs> like they take, they take the same space in my head, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, oh, dear. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a good time. It's a fun family movie. Why do you have to hate on it? 
<laughs> it is what it is. Just accept that it's just a fun time, you know. But I will say this. Do you, do you want to get into like a full-on review right now? Uh, yeah, well, let's keep talking about like, what were you going to say? What were you, what were you going to say? I was just going to get into how much I like. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. So we're going to do, okay, we'll do uh, non-spoilery and then we'll have a, and then we'll have a spoilery part. Nah, I say we just go straight into spoilers because I don't want to have to like filter out my thoughts right now. Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay so, so from here on out. If it, you are one of the 1% of people who haven't seen Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Well, let's be real here. If you're a real fan, you would have seen it already. It's been out for a week yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's even Wednesday. Though, it's even, Wednesday. It's been out for a week at this point. I saw, I've seen it twice already. Me Actually, too. by the time this episode comes out, I probably would have seen it a third time. <laughs> yeah. Hello there, everybody. This is Nathan here coming to you from Post um, while I'm editing this episode. And just to let you know that we discussed Star Wars for an extremely long time. And if you don't want to hear anything about the movie, if you don't care about it, or if you just don't want to find out about spoilers, skip to 55 minutes and 25 seconds right now. See you there. But yeah, okay, so spoilers are coming. Spoilers coming. are coming. Ready? Three, two, one. Jar Jar got raped by a... What? <laughs> oh. Jar Jar's a Sith Lord. <laughs> okay, so yes. Overall, um, I love this movie. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. When I exited the movie for the first time, I wasn't sure because I feel like the main criticism against this one, and it's one I share as well, is that it, it echoes... Is the beats. It rhymes or it echoes too closely to uh, episode four. A New Hope. It's, it's, it's basically following the structure in terms of story, yeah. in terms of character development, in terms of like... It, it's almost like they took the mold of A New Hope and filled it with new characters. It's, and like, It starts and it ends effects. the exact same way. In the middle, there's a lot of things that... Actually, that's pro- actually that's pretty much the smartest way to put it. It starts well, it didn't and really it ends end, the same it way. Really end and the, the middle part way. is... No, no, it starts in the same way in yeah. that. So A New Hope starts with Leia running away from the Empire and yeah. hiding the... The, uh, the, the thing the in the droids. For the Death Star in yeah. R2-D2. So, so basically, yeah, then Poe hides the map in... Yeah, uh, the only difference is, is that... They're already on, quote, open quote, Tatooine. They're already on the desert planet. Yeah. And then it ends, both Jakku. of them ends with an explosion of some of uh, Death Star. Yeah. But in the middle, it's... No no, no medal ceremony this time, though. No medals. <laughs> no just, medals. Just, just, just Luke. Just Luke. Just Luke at the top of uh, Rocky Stairs. I, but, I remember, like, the first thing I said when, like, Luke took his hood out. It's like, Fabio. <laughs> Like it was a Fabio moment because it was like he, he put down his his he put down his hood and then like the hair, hair the hair in the wind I was like Fabio. I mean, for me I was it's like perfect. look at his eye bags he looks so tired. See, like when I first saw his face, I was like, oh no, he's he's a Sith. He looks so nah. he looks so evil. It just looks like he's been crying over the death of his old buddy Han Solo, who's dead. No. Okay, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So yes, I felt it, the beginning was quite similar the ending was quite similar but it's it's a thing people are calling this it's like a soft reboot i'm i mean yeah. it's also that but it's also an homage yeah it's an homage and I, I think it's it was probably a smart move on the director's part yeah because here's the thing if you're a fan you're going to watch all three anyway so they have you so if anything what they want to do is get new people in or you know kind of get more people back onto the hype train sure. or at the same time get the ones that were a bit iffy but it is it's to just, believe in them again it's and just I, I even I, it, goes, it. it goes beyond it just goes to the nature of storytelling it's just yeah. recurring themes yeah, yeah, the yeah. motifs are coming back um I think they did that maybe like 20% too much mm-hmm. like if they like copying the, the new hope yeah okay and like for example I my prediction was that episode 8 hopefully won't echo 
Empire Strikes Back too much. I don't believe I don't think it, it will. will. I don't I think believe it will. They've set up their own thing. They're going to yeah. do their own thing. Because they've set up their own story. I think what they wanted to do for the most part in this movie is say, like, guys, we got this. We're yeah. not going to fuck it up. Like, one I mean, this, I might, this might not be the perfect movie. Nothing is. And, like, it, it, it cannot, it cannot be, especially with hype this big. It's like the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Like, no matter how epic the fight was going to be, it wouldn't have lived up to the expectation. You yeah. know, there would be at and least... Even like, that, there's no yeah. such thing as a perfect movie, but this is a great... Like, this is Not only is this a great movie, this is a great Star Wars movie, yeah. which I rank that higher in terms of great yeah, yeah. movie naming thing. Can we talk, Star Wars movie. Can, can we talk about... Because we, we caught the first midnight screening yep. in Singapore. Fuck yeah, we did. I bought and, eight tickets two months ago. And... Dude, the theater was just like buzzing, yeah. man. I was, I was buzzing. I remember, it's like, contagious. Yeah, I remember when, when like the screen is blacked out. And it's like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then like complete silence, complete silence for like what felt like an eternity, and everyone is just bated breath, and then suddenly. When those John Williams and, horns come in, man, and everyone was just like, ah! you just know those chords. Yeah, it was just it was it was electric. Like you, like I, I might not be the biggest fan of Star Wars, but I appreciate when something like transcends itself. Yeah. I think that's you know? the artist in you, dude. It's like you have to you recognize these moments. Yeah, I appreciate that it's transcended like its time. It's I mean, the first movie came out what nineteen seventy nine, seventy seven, seventy seven, and it's like, and it's still it still has so much life and yep. so much yep. left love, to, le- so much left to tell and, in it. And like that's okay. Uh, that's another thing I've been hearing. They're like taking it out of isolations. This is not a good movie. Like if you don't consider it a Star Wars movie, it's not a good movie. A, you're wrong. But <laughs> but B, if you look at Star Wars, the Episode Four on its own, it's not a great movie either. Nope, I've always said that. But it's like it's just I don't know what it is about Star Wars. It's the X factor. It's 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 the it's everything around it. I don't know what it is. It's just, I think okay. I think because the hype around it has been so big, and Star Wars itself even sands the hype. You know, say for example, if Seven was never going to come out, in and of itself, it stands as a cultural phenomenon. It stands mm-hmm. as like a like a beast in our cultural um, tapestry. You know, so of course, like eventually, it will be looked at with rose tinted glasses by most, and others that don't understand it are going to be like, "Oh, this movie wasn't that great." Well, here's the thing: don't expect like some kind of Scorsese masterpiece or Tarantino masterpiece. Star That's Wars, not what it's trying yeah, to be. Star yeah. Wars is essentially just fun space adventures of likable characters. Like you don't take it that seriously, you know? It's it's it. it no, I, it's just, I, I guess it's just the way it, you view it. It's not an Oscar-winning film. That's not what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's I, I think almost Star Wars just exists in its own kind of realm of existence. Yeah, and it it's kind of sad that sometimes its own hype catches up with it. Like, people would buy into the hype too much and expect the world of it, you know? Yeah. Like, they expect, like, the you ultimate... That has like, to happen, too. Almost, like, some kind of... Okay, because the lore of Star Wars seems so deep, so enormous, that it almost seems like the Star Wars trilogy, saga, whatever it is, it's, like, this biblical epic, you know? Mm, which it is. So, <laughs> like, I well, sort of, but the movies itself don't really present that much. Mm. I'm saying a lot of it's in the books and the video games and whatever. Like Star Wars as a concept is much bigger. Star Wars as an idea is much bigger than Star Wars the movies. Mm. So I think a lot of people came into episode seven believing too much in the idea and the concept and not just like expecting a fun time at the movies. Because I, 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 I walked in with fairly fresh eyes of a very open perspective. And, and like unlike you, I didn't walk in with the weight of the other 
the original yeah. tr- trilogy and everything. I think that's why I was able to watch it the first time and go like, yeah, this was the best one. I really like this one. This was like, this did it well. Everything was spot on. So, okay, okay totally. let, let, let's talk about the stuff that we, we enjoyed. Yeah, totally. Um, I will say though, though, sorry, I just didn't get to get to this. Uh, one of the reviews I saw, uh, I read, summed it up perfectly. This film had to be both familiar and fresh at the same time, which is almost impossible to do, which yeah. I think JJ did pretty well. Kudos mm. to JJ. Mm. Uh, so you want to get to details. Yeah. There's a bunch. I just, this is like things that I really enjoyed in the movie. Like, I think one of the bigger ones is the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. I love that the stormtroopers are no longer like bumbling idiots. Yeah. Like they have personalities. They have ability to fight this time. Like I was actually like scared this time when I saw the stormtroopers. Whereas like, you know, um, as per the previous discussion of how Star Wars has become such a big cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. like everything has been diminished. Like Vader's villainy is diminished. The strength of the Empire is diminished because we we see them as like cartoons almost like as parodies. And in this movie, what do you mean? I f- like I don't I don't. What do you mean? I feel like I've seen way too many commercials of like Darth Vader taking the train to take him as a serious oh, that villain. That never anymore. affects me. That like stuff like that never affects me. It messes I, with me a little bit. For me, just the film is what it is. <laughs> it messes with me a little bit, but like. The stormtroopers in this film, like, I was scared of them. Yeah. I was scared of them. There was one stormtrooper that was able to hold his own against a fucking lightsaber. And that is terrifying. Wielded by someone who doesn't know how to use a lightsaber. But yeah. Still, he had the ability to deflect it. Like, yeah. That was not previously possible. Like, I just, on, on the ground, just, I just have to give JJ and, and Kathleen Kennedy, the producer, and Lawrence Kasdan, the co-writer, just all the credit in the world. Because they had some tough choice, choices to make. And I feel like nine times out of ten, they picked a, a really, really great choice yeah 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 anyway um i want to talk, talk about the characters real quick yes um, yeah, that was one of the best choices that they made yeah. casting who's the casting director for this one give that know, genius woman or man a bone. <laughs> same person who does who does um game of thrones okay hence there's like five or six cameos of game of thrones people in this thing was john snow in it uh no he was not he, he probably was jojen reed was in it he was probably like one stormtrooper and he's not gonna tell anyone till like three months later when the blu-ray comes i think out. his hair would have seen what you would have seen his hair through the arm <laughs> to the helmet uh, the, the casting for this was spot on i think because so much of this movie rested on the new characters because yes i mean there was a gimmicky part where they're bringing back the old characters because mm. you know a they're still alive b because it's not gimmicky nostalgia. it's just that's the story no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. it's I, their I'm, story i'm just saying like it it is a sort of... Gi- I mean, it's in the story, yes. It's written into the story. But it is also kind of a gimmick to pull the people in, you know? There's like a sense of familiarity. I guess a so. Sense of, a sense of, like, the oldness coming back in. I guess so, because gimmick to me, it sounds like an unnecessary thing. But I think you can't tell the story without the original... It's, it's like, it's like a wrestling gimmick, you know? That's what I'm thinking about. It's just something to pull the people in. So it's not unnecessary. It's more so, like, we're bringing them... Like, yeah. it's, they purposefully brought them in. Of course, they did it well. They did it beautifully. Mm-hmm. They told the story with them. But it's also because, like, hey, guys, look, we got the old guys back. So, I guess. But the movie... <laughs> but it's like, but, it's but like you're movie, like saying, like, let's have a sequel without the original people, original characters. It's like... Mm. Well, see, the movie the movie could not have rested on these old characters. Yeah, definitely not. You know, because, first of all, they the story's been told. You know, they have more, yes, but like I feel like yeah, you're right. No, no, no. This is a movie movie for new generation. Yes, it it it's for the new generation. It's for a whole bunch of new kids. Because like, here's the thing: Star Wars. It's a kids movie. It's yeah, for family. It's a family I mean, movie. It's a family movie. You know, this one's pre to PG thirteen. It's a family movie. I'll say that. And it's like you want to introduce like a new generation of children and kids and teenagers to like new heroes that they can look up. Yeah. But to also that new it's stories fucking 30 years has passed. So you need to have young, fresh people. Anyway. Yeah. But and okay. they did it perfectly. Yeah. I thought they'd cast it perfectly. Like, 
in all the things that have been typed on the internet, no one has any bad things to say about Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Uh, are people hating on John Boyega? Um, I don't. No, no, I don't think so either. But I, she's not universally as praised as Daisy Ridley is. Because like the people that I watched the movie the second time with, they were like, "Oh, Finn was kind of annoying." Yeah, I get that. And here's kind of, kind of I, like I kind of speak that now because Ray, you 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 pull things right because like, um, because it is it is it is like that famous quote of George Lucas. It, the it's story rhymes. So she's got a piece of Luke Skywalker in her for sure. Yeah. And there's theories about what her origin is. But, like, she's kind of Luke Skywalker. She's kind of young Anakin Skywalker. She's got traits of Leia in her. She's got all these things. Yeah. John Boyega is kind of his own thing. In fact, yeah, maybe the closest thing he is kind of like a Jar Jar. In that he's kind <laughs> of com- he's kind of comedic. So he was the one at first. I was like, I don't really get what's happening here. But then as yeah. the movie went on, and especially when I watched the second time, I love John Boyega as Finn as well. Do you think John Boyega slash Finn, more than anything, was like a red herring? Um, I think when they came to cutting the trailer, that was kind of the idea. Yeah, because yeah, like he was the first person that you saw. Remember the teasers? Yeah, like the, but never the shot once, of him in the never once did I think he was going to be force sensitive. Okay, never once. I, as soon as I saw what Ray looked like, I'm like, "There's our Jedi. There's our Jedi." It just is. She just is. She's yeah. on Tatooine. She looks. She's got the. But I feel like it, like I, for, character for the, design. I feel like for the mass audience. John Boyega is supposed to throw them off a little bit because he's the guy yeah, in the poster of the yeah, lightsaber. Yeah. He's the guy it still, in the trailer had, it still the showed me some doubt. But even then, like in the trailer, like when he like pops the lightsaber and then like you <sighs> see uh, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren walking to him, he looks scared as shit. So, yeah. But even then, it's like it's fine. It's like force unsensitive people can be good too. Yeah. Well, the way I saw it was that with the new characters, so there's three new antagonists. Uh, there's Ray played by Daisy Ridley. Prote- stupid. There's Ray played by Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. There's Finn played by John Boyega, and there's Poe Dameron played by uh, Oscar, Isaacs. Oscar Isaacs. Like, I kind of saw those three as like Luke divided by three almost. Yeah, all of them have something of Luke. Like, yeah, the why. That's a good point. I never yeah. thought about that. There's but, like, like the pilot side and Poe. Yeah. There's the Jedi side in Rey, but it's not and just that. Like, I mean, the good heartedness of Finn. Yeah, but also like not just Poe. There's, there's like this like cockiness and arrogance that Poe case. But mm-hmm. but again, but Poe's older and he's like more mature and he really is fucking badass in the X-wing. Yeah, and is. yeah, yeah, like, like the wide-eyed wonder of Finn of like not sure what to do. And he shot down nine Tie Fighters. Just saying. I was watching that. I counted too. Yeah, <laughs> I counted too. I came up with. I wasn't sure if it was eight or nine, but yeah, yeah in that nine. one shot. Which is a, was a brilliant one. He took down nine TIE fighters. Can you imagine filming that though? It's like, okay, film the air, move the, the camera. The <laughs> okay, that's it. That, that's one more thing I really enjoyed. The cinematography in this was beautiful. It was good. It was good. It was, like the sweeping motions, the battle scenes, like never once were you unclear of what you're supposed to focus on. Yeah. And I love that. Everything was very clearly intent. Like the shots were clean, the choreography for the fights were clean. Like they didn't Michael Bay it, basically. Like, my main complaint of a lot of, like, big budget movies is that when they come to the big battle scenes... You can't see what the fuck's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's fighting what. I can kind of tell that there's explosions and that, you know, there's a lot of collateral damage going on. But I don't really know how to follow the action. With this movie, um, it felt very clean. It felt very crisp. It felt very um, well thought out, very well choreographed. And it's like, that's the thing. When it came to action scenes, it's like... It's what George Lucas wanted. So therefore, it's the spirit of Star Wars, but now with like the things you can do now. So he always wanted to have, when he came to the lightsaber fights, it was supposed to be Errol Flynn. It was supposed to be pirates or, or like Robin Hood. When it was the X-Wings was the TIE fighters, it's meant to be World War II dogfights. Mm. And now that you can really see that, you really has that kinetic action. Like there's yeah. like, I mean, JJ's doing his stuff too. Like he'll have zooms, which you, yeah. you don't see in any of the movies. Yeah. 
Oh, it was so good. I just really, really, really enjoyed this. I, I want to watch it again right now. And the, word, right now. and the word kinetic is perfect because you can actually really feel the energy coming out from the shots, even with like the battle scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know how much you're missing until you see what can what can truly be. So what I'm saying is that in, you, in the prequels, there are huge epic battles, <sighs> but a lot of them happen... On blue screen. A, a lot, yeah, a lot of them happen on a computer. And similar to Lord of the Rings and a bunch of other movies like that, um, some do it better than others, but for the most part, CGI big massive battles, they're impressive. They cut a good trailer, but like two to three minutes of it and you're kind of like, it's just kind of mushy. That's why it's one thing that kind of astounds me. I mean, time after time, it it's shown that like CGI when you use to supplement yes. the shot is how it's successful. Yes, yes. If it is the shot, it never works. Yeah. So like with, with this um, episode seven... There were so many sweeping vistas. There were so many big battle scenes where it was like shot on location and there's a sense of depth. You mm-hmm. can see things happening out of frame that are like significant. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not significant, they're happening and they're, contrib- they're contributing they all, to the atmosphere. It all adds to it. Yeah, it all adds to the atmosphere. Whereas if you watch like say the big Gungan battle between the Gungans and the battle droids. Could not care less. I mean, it, it, cool things happen maybe, but for the most part, it's just, it's just mushy and soft and there's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it doesn't feel hard, you know? Um, I really enjoyed how they, yeah, like with the practical effects. Yeah, I mean that like, was a, that was a big hype coming into the movie. The first thing I said, like the first thing that came to mind, like my first thought basically was, like, yeah. "Oh my god, real dirt!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like their feet are actually kicking the sand. Yeah, and for the most part, like it was so many, so much of this movie was practical that when they did use special effects, sometimes it distracted me. Mm. Very small moments, but like very yeah. small moments, like say when they have like a vehicle zooming by, and like you know that special effects, and I just get a little bit like, oh, oh, oh yeah, we're we're sci-fi, got it, okay. So it's like because it, it felt just, so real. It felt I guess, very real. Like yeah, this yeah. movie had, yeah, okay. I think okay. I think oof, words, thoughts, so many thoughts. I think that sums up a lot of my thoughts about this movie. Real. It just feels real. It feels like they're telling actual stories set in a fantastical location because the relationships felt realistic. Nothing felt like it was trying to drive a plot. Nothing felt like it was trying to get into like a, like an end, you know? So, and the characters just had very genuine relationships. I believe the relationship between Finn and Ray, which was like vaguely romantic, but you know, you're not sure. I also just want to say this is that it's something that George Lucas didn't fucking learn somehow when he was in film school is that storytelling through the medium of film, like, you don't need to. You don't need to talk about everything. Like you can display it visually, and that's what Lawrence Kasdan and JJ wrote. Uh, we're going for. It. They were like succinct storytelling. So when we're introduced to Kylo Ren, we meet him. He's aside from Poe. He's the or even Poe. Like right away, as soon as you see these people, as soon as they say a word or a look, you know who they are. Yeah. Like Poe's like he's being confronted by Kylo Ren, brought to his knees, surrounded by stormtroopers. Yeah. Fucking Kylo Ren is staring him down, and Poe goes. Who talks first? You talk first. I go talk. I talk first. <laughs> and then right away, yeah, boom! Yeah. You know, you know, you know, this you, know you, get you know the status quo. What's going on? Yeah, he's a wise ass, and you get him. And then like Kylo Ren, he stops a blaster bolt in, in midair using the force. Yeah, you that's, know that's he's a badass. pretty good setup. That's but a my pretty good setup. my favorite of this though, and I only caught it the second time, is when we meet Daisy Ridley, this character of of Ray. When we meet Ray, I mean, she's going through the she's going through the Death Star. She's oh, excuse me, the Star Destroyer. She's grabbing that piece. Blah blah blah. But when she returns back to town. She's like cleaning the part when she's about to sell it for um, food. Yeah. There's two shots 
The first one is she hears something across from her and looks up and sees this old woman, like an ancient, craggy woman, like leathery skin, really old, like in her 90s. Yeah. Cleaning in a very similar part, doing uh-huh. exactly what she's doing. Uh-huh. And then she hears a sound to her to her side in the distance. She looks up and she sees a transport flying away. Uh-huh. Right there, you got her character. She's either going to be stuck on this desert island growing old or she's going to go into the stars and chase her adventure. Ooh. Right there, I get it. And you combine that with John Williams' music, that's storytelling, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you make films. I, I didn't look into that. For me, it was more her establishing shots of like being a scavenger and like loading up her little floaty hover. Yeah, that thing. stuff is great. That stuff is and, great. like dragging the little thing. But that's so, like, for you, me, you like, know what, what she I does. Got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, what I got in the establishing shot, I didn't get the whole like, you know, adventure old lady oh, thing. It's bri- for me, it was shot. more so like she's scrappy. She has uh, worked hard for what she has. She's skilled in like, you know, she knows her shit basically. Yep. Everything, yeah. everything. I and mean, like, and she's headstrong. Like, she's independent. She's headstrong. So when when they when they do things with a character that establish her as like a strong female, you don't think of her like, oh, this is like some kind of feminist propaganda. No, like she's just a strong character. Yeah, and everything that goes forward from there too, it's just good storytelling. Like when people are like, oh, I don't get how she can automatically just pilot the Millennium Falcon. How is she a pilot? Like, there's one scene where she's sitting at her home, which is an Adat Walker. Yeah. And she's just sitting there looking at the horizon and then she puts on an X-Wing helmet. <laughs> an X-Wing helmet. That was so cute. And like you can tell. You can tell that she's learned everything she can about flying and about the stars. Yeah. By the way, this is turning into a fucking review show. Is, yeah. Well, okay. I never once questioned her ability to pilot or whatever because, you know, she was like in her like 20s. No, younger, if, I'd say. If Anakin could fucking fly a pod racer, I can buy it. This she is can pod fly, racing. She can, I'm sure she can fly it whatever the hell she wants. Also, like, you know, I would think flying different starships is like just driving different cars, you know, essentially, um, in the space yeah. world. Another big thing that people are saying, though, is how is she so? How is she able to use the force? That story? was the part that bothered me a teensy bit. All right, and I thought about this for a while now because I've been thinking it too. Yeah, I mean, I already, I already have a big theory. Like my overarching theory, which will probably prove wrong, is that she's already been trained when she was really young to use the force. Uh huh. And then when Kylo or Emperor Snoke, whoever was, started going crazy and killing all the Jedi's, the new Jedi's, <gasps> mind she wipe. Hidden. She had to be mind wiped. And that's why she has all those visions when she reaches for the lightsaber. Mm. That's my working theory. But even then... I'd buy that shit. Right? Makes sense, right? So Uh, that's why I think... Who's the father? Luke? Luke. Luke. Luke or or it could even be Han and Leia. I could buy that. Mm. I could buy that she and Kylo are brother and sister. Don't know yet, but it's one of the two. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit more of a stretch only because... They because then never exp- alluded to it. The, yeah, yeah, but then you, you expand the it. theory. Then you expand yeah, the theory. Yeah, yeah. So she was drops away so young that, like, Han and Luke, Leia, Han and Luke, uh, Han, Han and, and, Leia. and Leia never didn't really know what she looked like. But you know, you know, they never once alluded to the fact that they had yeah, another yeah. that's kid. why I think she's Luke. I mean, yeah, she yeah, dresses yeah. like yeah, Luke. She has to be Luke's daughter. She's she looks totally like Luke. Natalie Portman. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, which would make sense if she was Leia's daughter too. Yeah, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, sorry. But the point is, is that what was what is the point? What was I talking about? Her force powers. Yeah. Okay. So I think rightfully so, and everyone's claiming for this, JJ is erasing what they did in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. He keeps what you need to keep, but everything else that's midichlorians, all that stuff is down the window. Yeah. Well, uh, midichlorians going to be a thing. No, they're not. They're gone. For eternity. They, they had a perfect opportunity to mention it, and they didn't. So they're gone. Midichlorians is not a thing. Okay. Everyone hates them anyway. But here's oh, the thing. What if Ray is born of midichlorians? It's also possible. God, <laughs> that would piss me off so much. 
Okay, but here's the thing. So in the prequel trilogy, that's when you were like, oh, you have to be three years old to join the Jedi Academy and you have to fucking block lights. You get a little mini toy lightsaber. But no, I mean, look at Luke's training. Yeah. He meets Ben Kenobi and he talks about the Force a little bit. Yeah. Shows him kind of a little bit what to do with the lightsaber. And that's pretty much it. And then he goes to Yoda and Dagobah and he fucking runs around. And it's more a philosophical thing. Yeah. It's not that fucking you don't need you don't need fucking lightsaber one oh one. You don't need force pushing two oh three. You don't need these classes. No, it's more mystical than that now, which I believe makes her much better storytelling. Well, I would buy the whole like she was trained into force previously. Yeah. But only because I understand when you can do like little bits here and there of like, you know, force pushing, pulling here yeah, and there, yeah, yeah. like, you know, Spider Man discovering his powers almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to do something as advanced as a mind trick, I feel like that would have required yeah, but like it's like something. You know? But let's let's just take two things into account. Yeah, a is that she because she knows about the Jedi or at least read stories about them to her, they're legends. She knows about the idea of mind wiping. Mm-hmm. So it's not something a she didn't come up on the spot, right? Yeah, and b, I mean she's clearly super powerful. Yes, yes. So you put those together, I think it's fine. I like how it worked. I like how it didn't work like three times, and then like. Eventually, it did work. <laughs> and who's to say what's advanced or what's not advanced? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, like literally, force. everything is nitpicking. Like, I, yeah, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. So good. everything that I have like an open inverted commas problem with is essentially based on the fact that they're Star Wars. They had the luxury to have plot holes because they, oh yeah, they have two more movies. Yeah, we're talking and about they have story. like a whole bunch of fucking spinoffs that you know. Are tell come tell up me about soon. these plot, plot holes. And I'll see if I can plug them, which is what I know. Okay, so my biggest gripe mm-hmm. is the Rebels won the last movie. Okay. And they beat the Emperor and Vader and all that stuff and okay. they destroyed the second Death Star, I think. I can't remember. Um, but they won the war. So, so why yeah. are they now like back in hiding almost and called the resistance like there's some kind of tiny little club Mm. trying to fight another big bad evil i get what you're saying but i want to know what happened in between exactly but do you want a story that goes into that well at least explain it a little bit yeah at least explain it in the crawl yeah that is true like go like luke skywalker has vanished also Mon Mothma done fucked up, so <laughs> the rebels yeah, are hiding. You're again. right. That is precarious. I don't really. I didn't really get the idea. I mean, my best guess was that is that the resistance. Like, like, I don't know why they're like, why, why are the military they, like, arm of the Republic? I can, I can buy that the empire didn't. The empire didn't die. Yeah, because essentially, you defeated the super weapon yeah. and you destroyed the emperor. It doesn't mean the empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yes, I can buy that the empire didn't die because they're huge. I just couldn't buy that the rebels are now back as like a small little thing. Why aren't they a fucking army? Why aren't they bigger? Why aren't they like? Yeah, a, I don't know. I would yeah. Talk, like they, they shouldn't be called the resistance. They should be called the army. The army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't. The, I don't the rebel know. army. Uh, apparently, it is discussed in like other media. But you're right. It's like it's relatively shitty storytelling to not explain that. But but again, they're Star Wars. They're gonna have a cartoon explaining. Yeah, what but even that, I just, I just I just chose not to let that. That doesn't matter to me. I don't really care. Nitpicking. All nitpicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will watch the hell out of that cartoon. Sure. Of what happens between 6 and 7. Because I'm genuinely invested and curious now. I didn't watch Clone Wars. I didn't watch Rebels because I don't care. Rebels is fun. But I am genuinely... If they come out with like, Star Wars, the Force is sleeping. Like, I will watch that cartoon. Also, okay, last gripe. I know we've gone like way too far. I told you we should <laughs> have a separate Star Wars episode. <laughs> this episode is going to be like two and... I told you we should have a separate Star Wars I'm fine with it I feel like the people that are digging it are really digging it Um, Captain Phasma Mm -hmm. and Hux they could have been the same fucking character yeah like I no yes because one okay for one 
Phasma was barely in the movie. Yeah. Phasma was basically merchandising. And Hux, I thought, was weirdly miscast. Yeah, I get that too. Like, I'm, I'm not, not 100% satisfied with both of them. I mean, I think, yeah. I think Hux is too young. Yes. Like, Hux is way too young to be that high ranking. Also, he's too ginger and pale and awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't hate it too much. I mean, people are saying that, oh, we expected Kazmin Fazzle. Well, that's your fault yeah. for expecting that. Like, I can, I can buy that Which, Hux has a chip on his shoulder because he is ginger, mm. but he's just too young. Mm. He's too young. Like, why can't it have been, like, another older ginger? I don't know, like but Sean I mean, Bean you something. have to look at them as a pair, right? Because, um,. Because he's again, it goes the echo with um, a new hope. So yeah. General Hux is Grand Moff Tarkin. That's his parallel. Yeah, and obviously Kylo Ren's parallel is Darth Vader. But see, but Grand Moff Tarkin was so, had so much more depth than like so did Darth Gravitas, Vader. and so did Darth Vader. So, I, I, okay, I this Kylo is something I also want to say. Like when it comes to critiquing movies or any art of any kind, I always like to go like this, and this is something I learned in art school. Mm. Assume that art the person school. art school. Assume that the person creating the thing is not an idiot. Yeah. And then assume everything they chose was on purpose. Yeah. Then that's a good way of evaluating it. Yeah. So don't assume they fucked up. Yeah. And then forward no, no, no. it from Here, there. That's the thing. Like the I, I prefaced it by saying it's Star Wars. Yeah, they, no, they have so much no, no, more no, that's story not what to I'm tell. Saying. That's what I'm saying. They have so, so much more say, story to tell. So let's say let's say let's say that yes, JJ wanted General Hux to be young. Okay, what does that mean? So he General Hux and Kylo Ren are kind of the same age. They uh-huh. kind of have that both kind of youngish energy that gives yeah. the Empire a new young vibe. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe. Because the Empire wants to be hip, you know? They want to be in with the cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the force is for the old guys. We, we got, you, we got, the, hip, we got the hip new evil darkness Snoke. Snokey. From Jersey Shore. All the kids love, that, love Grandmaster Snokey. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, fuck. I really... I honestly, I wish we could talk... I could talk about this for another hour. I could talk but... about this forever. Okay. Basically, good movie... Has flaws, nitpicks though, complete nitpicks, and there's going to be so much more story to tell. So it's hard to judge on like you know the holes because they're not really holes; they're more like cliffhangers. Yeah. Good movie though. Agreed. Good movie. I, I give it um, eh, ten out of ten. Why not? I enjoyed it thoroughly. I had no complaints. I give it four. Yavin four is out of four. Yay! Hundred <laughs> percent. Go watch it. <laughs> go watch it. I hope they've watched it already. If they're going to go, watch, go, it go again. watch it now. <laughs> be, oh, we spoiled every. Actually, we didn't really spoil that much, I no. realized. I'm pretty happy with that. Like, it was my intention not to spoil. Han died. Actually, I think we did say that Han died. We did, but like, it wasn't like a huge... Han died, by the way. Han, and it was... Han died. It was terrible, and it was perfect. Like, I felt awful. Like, oh, well, there's my childhood dying a little bit. But it felt appropriate to the story, so I was totally fine. That's another moment when the cinematography was great. Like, it's like... Like the lighting on Kylo Ren, like literally with half his face was red, half the face is blue. And yeah. when he made the decision to do it, it became all red. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sucked yeah. out all the light from the star. When the sun went out, that was a perfect time to do it. I asked um, a friend of the show, Benjamin King, because he went to the LA premiere of what the, of the movie. I asked him, like, when Han died, what was the reaction? Yeah. And he just said, pin drop. Of course. Like, complete silence. I'm like, so, yeah. No one made a sound. I guess that makes sense because you know it's coming. Almost. You know it's coming. I went into the movie going like, Han's gonna die. No, 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 I mean like in the moment leading up to the part where he gets Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's, it's, it, they, they, and it's like, and that's not a critique. Yes. Like you want to earn it. Like yeah. it's gotta make sense. So, I it, it was, it was, it was, it was either pin drop or a lot of, 
it was like, slightly telegraphed, but it wasn't done poorly, so it was. But rewarding. the thing with telegraphing things, it's like it's like that's another thing I don't like. I don't like how like oh, I could I could see where the movie was going the whole time. Like I mean, if it's done too much, obviously that's that's not a great thing. But we're savvy moviegoers. We're yeah. we're supposed to know where stories. The stories are supposed to be going somewhere. Yeah. Therefore, to say you know where the movie's going is kind of like. Not every, not every movie can be Inception or Cloud Atlas. Not every movie has to be <laughs> shocking or surprising with its yeah or incoherent yeah. like Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Anyway, we need to talk about other things now. We need to talk about other things. Oh my god, this segment. Okay. Um. Sorry, guys. Uh. That was. Fuck. How long was that? Half an hour? Longer, dude. Jeez. Like. Okay. So. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh. Non Star Wars people or people, people who haven't that seen yet or don't care. Welcome back. We just spoke about Star Wars for way too long. Um, if you haven't seen a movie, watch it and then listen back. I guarantee you'll get, you're going to get something out of that conversation. Yeah. Um, and if you've been of us the whole time and you haven't watched Star Wars, but you just don't give that many shits. Hi. Thank you for staying with us. Thanks for staying with us through that drivel. All right. Let's go read some shit. Let's go read some Let's shit. Let's read the shits. I'm going to get it right this time. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you want to say. All you do is ask. Because we read your shit. All right, 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 right. See, Nathan, I st- <laughs> I'm going to mention this a couple of times, but I still think the Star Wars stuff should have been a standalone episode because we got a lot of stuff to talk about nah. in this special Christmas episode. Nah. I only say no because I think a lot of our listeners are just not that big of Star Wars fans. Yeah, which is but why I, but I they think, should be able to skip that part. No, no, see, but I think that they're casual enough fans. Because like, like, I would watch movie reviews that I'm not yeah, a good point, good Yeah, point, like, point. it's just like casual. Like, as a casual moviegoer, it's nice to hear other people's opinions about something that you've just seen as well. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to our Twitter uh, message inbox then. At Good Hang Podcast. At Good Hang Podcast. Follow us. Tweet at us. Uh, we have another message where we need to come up with an alias for one of our listeners. Okay, let's call him... Oh, I have a name for him. Uh, I came Elizabeth. up with it earlier. His name is... Uh, Dick Amore. Dick Amore? Like Richard Amore. Dick Amore. So, like, love Dick. Yeah, well, we'll see. Right. Hi, Nathan and John. After seeing you guys share that video about fathers and their gay kids... Oh, already we have to stop. So, <laughs> context. Um, just today, I saw this really great... Uh, I think it was BuzzFeed video of... Um, for Father's Day, they created this video of a bunch of like fathers of gay uh, men oh, talking shit, about their experience. Father's Day? Did I miss it? This is the 16th. Of December? Is it? Maybe only in America. I don't know. But anyway... I feel like it passed since anyway, go on. Anyway, so it's a beautiful video. I checked though because it, it, the video was posted on December 16th. Anyway, yeah. it's a beautiful video of these parents talking about the experience of the, the gay child growing up. They asked them, que- they like, the gay kid is interviewing their parent and they were asking questions like, oh, when did you know I was gay? How did you know I was gay? What were you, um, or did you have any fears? What do you, what advice do you have to give to other parents who are, who have kids who are gay? It's a beautiful, well-shot, amazing, moving piece. Go watch it on our Facebook channel. I will. Anyway, so back to the message from Dick Amore. Hi, Nathan and John. After seeing you guys share the video about fathers and their gay kids, I just want to say thanks for being such amazing and accepting human beings. It warms my heart how you're always spreading love and also reminding the good hang gang to be accepting like you guys. I'm sending you a private message because, well, I'm gay and not totally out of the closet yet. Coming out is an ongoing process, and I have yet to, and I have, to, and excuse me, and I have to come out multiple times just to a single group of friends. 
Yet, every single time I do, it frightens me. The fear of rejection, especially from close friends, is scary. The worst is coming out to your family and parents. I have yet to tell them. I actually don't know how. Anyway, I don't mean to rant. I just want to let you guys know how much your support and acceptance means to me or us. It's good to know that we have allies. Cheers. Dick Amore. Thanks, Dick. Dude, that's that's great, man. Feels good. That's great. Um, I will never, ever pretend to like understand the plight that um, you're going through, Dick. Um I, I just, I have no, I feel like I don't have any experience to parallel that with. Like, you know, like something that I, I, I feel like I need to come out with, but it's conflicting me. Like, I just, I'll never understand that. And it, I, I can only imagine that it's one of the hardest things to do in the world. But, mm-hmm. but like freaking hats off to you for, you know, like slowly coming out to different friends here and there. Yeah. Um, hopefully one day you find the courage to um, come out publicly to your parents, to your family. I think it's a matter of time, right, Dick? It, it's it's a matter of time, yeah. And, and the, wh- why is it important to come out to your family and friends? Um, are you asking seriously? I feel, no, like, you're setting, you. I feel like you're setting up a joke. Okay. No, 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 no. What's the deal? With... What's the deal with the gays? No, I mean, no. look, imagine having such a big part of your life secret to the people yes. you love most. Yes. Coming out is important. That you, the people that you spend so much time with, exactly. people that you see every single day. Um, I feel like it's one of those things where it's... I mean, I don't know if it's a bit crass to say, but it's almost like ripping out a Band-Aid. Because <laughs> they're, they're going to react in a very binary way. It's either going to be a one or a zero. You might as well just find out which one it's going to be and then slowly figure it out from there, you know? Yeah. I feel like these kind of things, like, the telling of it is just the beginning of the process. Absolutely. Like, it, it doesn't end there. The story doesn't end there. It goes on. You tell them, you... Uh, you let them know what's up and then from there understanding can happen from there a conversation can happen and you know that's where the journey begins really mm-hmm. and if anything i'm just very excited for you because it's it's not going to be an easy journey you know you might meet a bit of adversity along the way hopefully your friends can help you out a lot more cuz I, I think nowadays young young the younger generation is very much more accepting yeah, are you, um, are you counting his parents amongst that younger generation? No, I'm 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 saying his friends. Yeah, they're probably like, pretty cool. I'm gonna assume that the parents are gonna be the biggest obstacle here. Yep, and that the friends is gonna be like the support system. But it seems like I mean he doesn't allude to it, but he didn't mention anything. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm being super generic here, but I'm gonna assume that your friends are generally cool with it. It's just that it's a secret that you haven't told them. Um, you know, I I think the younger generation in general, I mean, it's pretty... They're cool. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, we understand that it's not, like, an abnormality. Like, because, mm-hmm. okay, it's weird to say, but the older generation, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, they just didn't grow up with this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? It was just so non-commonplace, like homosexuality, or even things like having black friends, or like, like simple things like that. It just they didn't grow up with that. They don't what? have the social. So many vo- blacks. They don't have the social vocabulary for it. That's yeah. a true story. Yeah, they don't have the social vocabulary for it. So it's just like I don't know how to accept this. So for the most part, people just kind of shut off to it. And like what we're talking about here, this is like kind of like a, a middle case scenario, not a best case, not a worst case. It's kind yeah. of like just average. Yeah. Um, best case scenario, like some of the dads in this video that I put up there, be like, "Well, duh! <laughs> like finally, you finally told me. Of course, I knew the whole time." Of course, I love you the same way, Dick. Yeah, Dick, we here in the Moray family, Dick, you're... we love you, Dick. <laughs> Dick, you you have your walls painted pink. There yep. is a poster of Madonna and Nicki Minaj and like Lady Gaga. Uh, you wear 
jorts, you know. <laughs> you have roller skates? Yes. Um, but yeah, and you suck a lot of dick. Um, <laughs> I can smell it on your breath. <laughs> oh, no. Look, and then worst case scenario, I mean, hopefully this isn't the case, but there's the worst case scenario of like, I never want to see you again. You're no longer my son. Hopefully you're you're not coming from one of those families. Yeah. But if you do, and build your own goddamn family. No, no, but see, that's where I'm saying that the coming out is just the beginning of the yeah. journey. I feel like there's so much more to be said afterwards, you know? And that's where you take the binary response, the one or the zero, and you try to come to an understanding. You know, you try to figure things out as it goes. Like, even if they don't accept it, even if they're like, oh, no, or if they're like, I'm disowning you. I, I don't think it's going to be that extreme. I think it's going to be more of a, of like a, are you sure? I think that's like a realistic negative response that they're just going to be like oh really yeah, because if they love you it's always going to go to a place of fear oh yeah. i'm afraid of how society yes, is going to yes. treat you or even even if even deeper like oh i'm afraid you're going to go to hell if you're one of those yeah believers in hell see like like i'm imagining like if if say like one day i did come out to my parents and say hey mom which Dad, you I'm should gay. by the way nathan it's been too long <laughs> I'm, i know right no so like I, i'm project- weight of his love <laughs> So I'm projecting a little bit here, but saying like, if, say if I did come out to my parents mm. and I'm being extremely realistic and honest and maybe a bit too oversharing here, but um, my parents are very loving parents, but they're also very conservative. Mm. They're very straight laced. I feel like realistically, if I told them, and you can take this as like an analog or representative of yourself, Dick, but if I told them, I feel like it's something that they would listen to, they would understand but they would also slowly try to talk me out of it and be like, are you sure? Is this something that you want to pursue? Like, do <laughs> you gain like, something you want to pursue? Yeah. And they're going to start, of course, with the whole Bible thing. My parents are both Christians. Mm. Um, I can foresee that happening for like, say like a pair of rational parents that won't just go like, you are no longer my son. You yeah. know, I feel like most rational minded parents are just going to try be like, they're going to try to talk you out of it or they're going to try like, um, like, basically like give you propaganda of like you know like here's a pamphlet of like how to get that dick out of your mouth um step one remove dick from mouth <laughs> step two never do it again uh, <laughs> step two no never mind you put the dick in the box put the dick in a box um yeah uh but hey I, I'm, I'm hoping that's something that that, that that you know it'll be something closer to that then that way you can start a dialogue yeah and you know that's where all the good stuff happens. That's where um, your parents get to know you better. That's where you get to know your parents better. And that's where you can fully. Oh my god, god, I can just imagine the the, the freedom, the weight. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And just... it, if if anything is more so of like a, um, you break that barrier of like these are my parents. Like you know, like they're like these two figures that I cannot upset or whatever. You break down that barrier when you tell them something so personal, something so true to yourself. Yeah. And it's almost like you will, you're breaking down a wall and it's like talking to friends after that. Yeah, yeah. but it's also, yeah, it's like, because come meet the whole me, meet the real me, meet the full me. Don't meet the me that I shield from you. Like the yeah. one, the one of, the one that doesn't, like, I, I remember the first time that I was comfortable swearing around my, around my parents. Huh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. that changed a lot just for me. You know, so like, I mean, that's a much smaller scale, but you know, something like that where you feel like you can start tearing away the layers and be with your parents how you are of your friends. Yeah. You but know? look, and if they really care about you, they they want uh, hopefully that you have really cool parents, and they actually want to know and help you, and and, be, and, and 
do what's best for you and not in the parent way yeah. but in the actual person way i feel like the parent way would be like no more gay no like yeah. the the real person way so like to 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 go through this with you to understand like the 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 weight that you've been holding by yourself this whole time yeah, yeah. so you you go suck your dick dick <laughs> is what we're saying here good hang i feel like i'm being a bit too crass here yeah, but that's how we break the attention of such a real moment. That's essentially kind of what happens, though, right? Like, that's kind of what we do. What, sucking dicks? Oh, no, joking about sucking dicks. Oh, got it, okay. No, when we, we suck dicks, it's all serious. We went very different directions there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, hopefully that's helped you. Um, what's his name again? Dick Amore? Dick Amore. Dick Amore. Okay. Thank you very much for that very, very kind message. All right, any more shits to read? Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's see. Well, I think we should talk about the presents that we received from the Okay, good okay, hang. contacts once again. So, John, you had your improv show. A, a whole bunch of the good hang gang went to your show. Yeah. I, I saw a picture on Twitter, and that fucking bought a freaking Christmas explosion into my heart. It was so good, we both retweeted that picture. I was so... Ha- like, something about that just made me so happy. Like, I no, love that... I hear what you're saying, but you oh, should hear geez. them talking, too. Like, they're really are... F- they've really become friends. Like, a really... A, a small group of you guys. Oh, I love that. I love the good hanging. They're great. Oh, my gosh. But Star Rhapsody... Uh-huh. That's her... Again, that's her real name. A.K.A. Star Rhapsody? Yeah, also known as Star Rhapsody. Mm. Gave us a present. She she has a friend. I don't want to get this right. Uh, okay, her name is Amelia. <laughs> Amelia Star Rhapsody has a no, friend. No, it's not. Don't be ridiculous, John. It's Star Rhapsody. Oh, it's confusing with someone else. I'm sorry. Star Rhapsody. Yeah. AKA Star Rhapsody. Yeah. Ugh, idiot. Uh, she has a friend who owns this company called Poppy Meshi. Poppy Meshi. Poppy Meshi. Yeah. Who kind of creates like P O P P I M E S H I? Show yeah. notes. Show notes. Show notes. Yeah, we'll put them. It's all in the show notes. But they create like stickers, all these different memorabilia about stuff that they're custom for stuff that you're into. They basically cartoonize things that you like, or, or, or yourself, and put it onto other things. They're like really mugs, cool. Phone cases, T-shirts, There's Big Bang. Yeah. So um, Star Rhapsody got these two made of us. Paper dolls. They're made of us. They kind of look like voodoo dolls. Oh, where are they? We're holding them up now, but it's not helping you. But yeah, we'll post not... pictures up um, onto Twitter and, and the Yeah, and you the can see them on our Twitter account right now. Actually, Star Rhapsody put some photos up. But yeah, it's got a photo of me. I'm wearing my t-shirt that says I shoot stuff in the exact same font. I just realized that. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. And then Nathan's got him with a guitar that looks like a ukulele. That's lovely. And our faces are super big. It only has three strings. I'm realizing that now. The guitar has three strings. And yet it has six um, little thing, things. tuners. Eh, whatever. I enjoy this very much. It's in like a package. Pa- Why did I say? I just said package it's very in a weirdly. Box. It's in a package and like has our names on it. So cool. It says it's always a good hang. I'm never going to unwrap back. this thing. I'm, I'm keeping it in the box. Mint yeah. condition. My box got a little beat up. That's kind of annoying. that's kind of my fault. Mine too. Right? But anyway, thank you so much. So thanks, guys. Thank you for coming to my show. Thank you for supporting me. That means a lot. Uh, thank you for the present. This is really one of the coolest. The things I've gotten from you guys <laughs> that you know that either exist in real life or, or, or just digital. Yeah, blows me away can every just, time I look at this stuff. Yeah, can we just talk about like what has happened with the show? Okay, like when when What's both of a, when both life. of us started this show like i kind of had in the back of my mind that this was not going to be a popular thing yeah like it's 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 going to be something that i enjoy doing it's going to be something that i'm going to be learning along the way and figuring yeah. out alongside with john but it like never once in my head was that did i 
a community? That, like a community yeah. for what? Yeah, what? That's like, right. a community. Also, like, you know, it's it's not going to be like a huge, like, oh, we have like 10 million subscribers kind of thing. No, it's it's a podcast. It's a intimate conversation that sometimes goes on way too long about Star <laughs> way Wars. Way too long. And yeah, stop creaking your damn chair, John. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I just love that it has grown into something so much more, you know? Like, I mean... No lie, we're still a very small community. We're still a very small uh, podcast. Um, I mean, if you're going to look at it at technical standpoints, we're the number one podcast in Singapore. Boom! We're the number one Fuck comedy. You. Comedy. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Let me. Yeah, you got it. Properly. Right? We're the number one locally produced podcast in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure Joseph Prince has his own stuff going on, but we're number one! Sort of. Technically. We're way funnier than that history guy. By default, we're number Oh, he's probably exceeded us. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, I feel like we're number one with you guys. Um, so thank you very much for always just showing up at stuff, tweeting at us, giving us content. Just listening, Giving man. us gifts. Just, what? just giving us your, your brain space. Giving us your time. Yes, thank you guys very much for that. I feel like just not enough words that I can say. Um, I'll say this. Thank you. More stuff is coming in 2016. Yeah. What? Thank you guys so much for that. Um, do it's we have any more things? I think we'll leave it there. I got some more stuff, but we can talk about it next week. Next year? Next year. No, know. there's we'll, still one more in we'll, December. We'll figure that out. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But cool. All righty then. Okay, so um, whew, so much talk. Let's let's do a game. Yeah. Let's do a game. Um, oh, yeah. Game time. Game time. Woo! All right, man. So for this game time... Since we're in the Christmassy spirit, Ooh. let's let's do a little bit of a uh, Christmas special um, game time thingamajigger jagger. I like thingamajigger jaggers. Let me just ah no, what's happening? What the fuck is sorry, happening? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I I, I want to get more Christmas music. Keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, okay, guys, have you heard of the Star Wars Christmas special? What? Me neither. No, yes, I have. I haven't seen it though. So in the 80s or late 70s a christmas special came out that was notoriously horrible i think it's about time i watched it i think that's what i'm going to do this christmas i'm going to finally watch the christmas special it's weird lofty goals john look man i like to keep my goals low i like to clear them with lots of room to spare because what i usually do is actually usually download it's a wonderful life and not watch it still haven't seen it's a wonderful life classic movie have you seen it's a wonderful life nathan I have I I have not seen too many Christmassy movies. I love to be Christmassy honest. movies. Like I know how people like like Peanuts is a thing. Like Peanut Christmas, mm-hmm. Charlie know. Brown Christmas. Charlie, sorry, Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't know. I never got Charlie Brown just as a whole. Yeah, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. I have never once read a Peanut strip and gone like, ha ha ha. It's more like, should I be getting this? I I just I don't get the appeal. Your, your humor is too highbrow for Charles Schultz. I, I just I, yeah Schultz. Keep going. I'm talking. Go, I, keep, I genuinely don't get it. Anyway, yeah. Get back on your fucking iPad. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's see. Favorite Christmas movies. Um. I know a lot of people will say Die Hard. Mine is actually Love Actually, because I'm just a sensitive soul that way. Wait, can I say this? Mm. Well, I'll do it after game time. Sorry. Keep going. Okay, cool. Because um, what he was about to say probably pertains to the game that he's making. Nope, it doesn't. But... Okay. If I was to have my own lightsaber, I've thought about this a lot. I think I would just go with blue. Keep it standard. You hear that Christmas music? Barely. I don't want 
Again, this is from、uh, Love Actually. Perfect. Maria Cari. I feel like the girl who sang this in Love Actually should have been huge by now. What's she waiting for? Because <laughs> I genuinely think her, that version is better than the Mariah Carey version. I think Mariah Carey does a pretty good job. I mean, she does a good job. But I mean,、huh. the drummer kid in Love Actually, Thomas, whatever. He was in Force Awakens. He was an officer on the bridge of the Star Destroyer that Poe and Finn escaped from. No spoilers. Yeah, anyway. It's not a spoiler. It's anyway, yeah, this is, this is getting to a game time screw it. <laughs> I'll play, I'll that play was like, useful. No, I'll play like some light Christmassy things like here and there. Is that good enough for you? That's great. Yeah, nice and Christmassy. It's very frantically Christmassy.、There、What is this one? Let it snow. It's coming. That was such a frantic intro. Alrighty. Game time, game time. Christmas edition. Okay, so for this game time, I'm going to be giving you some Christmassy facts that you might not know about. Ooh. And you're going to have to try to figure out the right answer. Okay. Alrighty. We should always have music just back,、nice. like, scoring our conversations. We should. <laughs> Maybe just during game time. During game time. Okay, then. First question. Hey, last week, I could have played Hitler's favorite song. Oh, yes. It's Mein Kampf. <laughs> It's Mein Kampf. Okay, first question. What was the original name of the song Silver Bells? Was it A. Special Time in the City? B. Tinkle Bell? C. The Royal Jingle Tune? Or D. Silver Sun Pickups? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's C. The, the Royal, Royal Jingle Tune. Jingle Tune. Oh, by the way, six questions get four right. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Yeah. I、wrong. had 15 questions last week, by the way. I, but it was too long. Okay, you're wrong. It is the fact that hipster California band Silver's in the Pickups? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it is B, Tinkle Bell. Tinkle Bell. Yes, they changed the name after being told Tinkle means P. Oh. But it was that for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle bells always a thing though, I feel like. Silver bells, silver, so silver yeah, like, bells, silver so bells, it's Christmas time in the city. It used to be tinkle bells, tinkle bells, it's Christmas time in the city.、Huh. Jingling,、yeah. hear them ring. Boom, okay. Yeah, anyway. Tinkle What does tinkle mean if not pee pee? I guess like, the tinkling、tinkles. of bells, that、like、you tinkle a bell. The tintinabulation of the、yeah. bells. Okay, next,、right, question. next one. Next one. If people knew the meaning of the word mistletoe, They might be less inclined to kiss under it because the original Germanic word literally means what? Is it A. Dung twig? B. Stinkweed? C. Green parasite? D. Your mom? <laughs> uh, I think maybe B. B. Stinkweed? Yeah. That is wrong. Oh no, it what is, is it? A, the dung twig. Dung twig? Not only is the mistletoe a dung twig, but most varieties of it are parasitic and are unable to sustain themselves through their own photosynthesis. So it is, is missile German for poop? Something like that. I can't remember what it was. You dropped a missile in Osama. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to get the rest of these questions right in order to win the game. Take a giant missile on ISIS. <laughs> Okay, you have to you have to get the rest of these questions right in order to win、okay. game time. But it's Christmas, so fuck it's it. Christmas. Whatever.、Um, I burped. Okay. Next question: Where do the letters kids write to Santa Claus go 
I wrote a listen. I wrote a letter to Santa once. Is it A, Santa Claus, Indiana? B, the North Pole? <laughs> C, Klaus, Germany? Or D, Mrs. Claus? Santa died a long time ago. <laughs> uh, what is it again? One more time. A, B, C, or D. Is it A, Santa Claus, Indiana? B, the North Pole? C, Klaus, Germany? Or D, Mrs. Claus. See, when I when I sent my letter, I I posted it to Santa Claus at the North Pole, and I got a letter back from what I assume was the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, with that in mind, I will go with A, Santa Claus. Apparently, there's a city called Santa Claus in Indiana. Correct! Woo! There is a city called Santa Claus in Indiana. It doesn't specify where exactly it goes to in Santa Claus, Indiana, but I'm guessing there's like just one big building there. I wish I kept that. I wish my parents kept the letter that I received back from Santa Claus. I'd be curious to what it says. Did you used to believe in Santa Claus? Fuck yeah! Till I was 27. <sighs> Damn it. I feel like I never had that part of my childhood. No, you never believed in Santa Claus. I never, That's... like, it was, it was just like, because, okay, in general, Christmas is not a big holiday well, in my there's household. there's no chimneys over here. So. Yeah, like, Christmas is not a big holiday in my household. So, like, I just, like, Santa Claus was never, like, a, a thing thing. <laughs> you know, he was always just a cartoon character. Like, I, it was never like, a, oh, is Santa coming this year? No, I, I mean, I believed in Santa. And then I figured it out pretty quick, but then I still played along. Like, I remember yeah. one time, um... I bought my brother a present, yeah. and I bought my other brother a present, but then yeah. I realized that uh, the present for brother B was, like, not as good as the one for brother A. Yeah. So I bought brother B another present to supplement it, and I wrote that it was from Santa Claus. Oh. I did, however... I figured me out, though. I did, however, thought... I think... I did think that my dad was the mall Santa, because my brother just decided to go, like, hey, to see the mall Santa that I've ever seen pictures of? That's dad. <laughs> and I thought that was my father. What a weird move. <laughs> I don't know. My brother just used to just bullshit me all the time. In like, weird ways. Yeah, no, he would bullshit. He made me eat a booger once because he, he told me it was like candy. Full of protein. Oh. Yeah. And he, yeah, my brother lied to me a lot. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but I remember like being like four years old and being completely convinced that the, that mall Santa is my father. And then as we we're about to leave, I asked him, I'm like, how about, how about dad? Like oh. he's still there. <laughs> like he's still there. Do we have to wait for him? I yeah. still remember that. It was one of those weird memories that you keep as a kid. Anyway, yeah, yeah well, like yeah, yeah. Your yeah. brother does lie to you a lot. Like one time, I heard him say "I love you" oh. to you, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, next, next question. There's three questions left. If you get Dramatic all these right, gonna get them all right. What pseudo-Americanized tradition do Japanese people partake in each Christmas? Oh, interesting. Is it a dressing their Christmas trees like cats? B, eating KFC. C, watching American football on NHK. <laughs> D, shooting guns into movie theaters. <laughs> oh, oh. Is, that too, is that too soon? <laughs> Was Aurora during Christmas time? That's so sad. Uh, I don't know why I know this, but it's the KFC thing. You're correct! Yeah, why is that again? In 1974, there was an ad campaign called Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. <laughs> it became super popular together with the height of American culture in Japan because that was around a time where like it was all like blue jeans right. and burger towns. Yeah, which um, is why Japan makes the greatest jeans to this day. Yeah. Their denim so is top notch. People yeah. actually order KFC months in advance to make sure that they have it at dinner time. That's crazy. Like even today. And there's like long ass queues of in, at KFC. But wait, in Japan. what did that cue us out of KFC? Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. So it was a campaign yeah. to have chicken during Christmas? Yeah, it was like a big advertising campaign. They dressed up the colonel as Santa and everything. Wow. Anyway. Go figure. Awesome. Two All more right. questions. Dramatic comeback. These are both um, country-related. 
So these last three questions, like Japan, then these next two are also like, you know, countries. Okay, cool. Oh, I like this music. Ooh, it's pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Anyway, next question. A village in Peru... Oh, Noel, Noel. Okay. A village in Peru has an odd Christmas tradition to usher in the new year. There is food, there is music, and there is blank. Is it A, rodeo llama riding? B, fist fighting? C, drinking fermented wine made from urine? Or D, finding a new groove for the emperor? <laughs> in Cusco, no less. Um, I've been to Peru, um, not during Christmas though. Um, for some reason, I just, uh, Okay, let me slightly rephrase this. It's a certain village in Peru, but it's become so popular that it's several parts of Peru okay. now. And it, it does happen in Cusco. I think it's the urine drinking thing. C, drinking fermented wine made from urine. Yeah, I think so. Wrong. Is it fist fighting? It's B, fist fighting. Oh, that was my first instinct. Yeah. Okay, so it's a festival called, I'm going to mispronounce this, Takanakui or Takanakai. They fight to settle conflicts or as a display of manlyhood. Oh, and then afterwards, it's done for the yeah. new year. I love it. Christmas. I love it. Like that's such a straightforward. Yeah, that way is obviously of your kind of holiday. You that want that's how you want to spend Christmas, right? Like say like, <laughs> oh, I have beef with like the guy that lives two blocks down the road. Like, and it's. Just, I'll like, see you on Christmas, bitch. I'll see you on Christmas, bitch. We're gonna settle this, and afterwards we hug it out. You know, that yeah. sounds like a good time. I love I'll it. Punch your face so hard, and <laughs> Rudolph gonna have fucking. You gonna be able to Rudolph nose. Of blood. Yes. Okay. I lost game time again. <laughs> it's okay, fine. It's Christmas. It's fine. Whatever it's it is. It's Christmas. Te- technically, if you get this win. one right, you pass, which is, you know, yeah, it's a win, sort of. Gavle, or Gavla. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Gavla, a town in Sweden, does this to mark the beginning of the holiday season. A. A giant goat made of straw, which people will try to destroy before Christmas. <laughs> B. A mass drinking party where the person who knocks out first is safely hung onto the Christmas tree until the next morning. I want that to be true. C. Children leave a boot outside their door, and the mayor of the city, alongside the whole council, goes around at night filling each shoe with candy. Huh. Or D. They burn all their care furniture in the city square and cook <laughs> meatballs over it. <laughs> um, I think it is C, the shoe thing with the mayor. Is that right? Oh, I feel badly about this. Is it? It's wrong. It's Ikea. No, no. <laughs> it is not C. The children do not leave their boot outside the door. It's A, oh. a giant goat made of straw. They'll build this and they'll have guardians protect it while people try to destroy it before Christmas. Oh, that sounds like fun! <laughs> and so far, there's only been 10 to survive till Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so much yeah. fun! I, I don't know when it started. I think, oh, 40 years. It's been going on for 40 years. What's this town? Let's go there. Gavle, a town in Sweden. I um, also, there's a slight like misdirection. The sea, the children leaving their boot outside their door. That's something else, right? That's something that happens in Norway. Uh, uh, for Christmas? Uh, Ish, yeah. yeah. Aww. Well, hopefully you guys learned something. Christmas. Yeah, hopefully you guys learned something about how other people celebrate Christmas. Yeah, international like. I always wish that I celebrated Christmas like, like bigger, yeah, more. You know, me too. Like, I, I never really did like a big Christmas thing in my family. I was gonna say like if when and if I ever have my own family, Christmas is gonna be our thing. I'm, yeah, I love right? Christmas so much. Um, and it's weird because it was actually when I was a kid, it was actually pretty big. Like we. 
I think we were just new to America, so we wanted to get like real American like traditions and stuff. And living in America, <laughs> so we had the fireplace going, the trees. We lived in a wintry place, so yeah. My favorite all-time Christmas slash winter memory. Um, we were in our house in Virginia. I'm just gonna feel the music. Yeah, and we'd been in there for a couple years, and we had this place. There was like a doorway. That goes to the backyard. That's supposed to lead to a porch, uh-huh. like that you're supposed to build. But we right. never built it. We never got around to it. So, but basically, it was a door that you could that was glass that you could see into the backyard. And one Christmassy Eve or around Christmas, the snow was freshly fallen. And if you have never seen freshly fallen snow, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's, gorgeous. it's just the most beautiful thing. It's like, like angel dust surrounding the earth. Yeah, exactly right. Because it's. It's nighttime, so everyone's inside, and it starts snowing, and no one, people don't go outside. The cars haven't gone through and, and messed it up. There's no footprints. It's just freshly yeah, yeah. fallen snow, and it was thick because it was a blizzard year. Yeah. And then, I, to this day, meteorologically, I don't know what it was, but we just saw this these wisps of wind picking up snow and like doing a little fl- flurry and then going through like a small little tornado kind of almost. Mini, mini tornado. Yeah. And we turned on our back... Uh, what should have been our porch lights and my whole family gathered around and we just sat there in silence and just watched as the wind just made hmm. little just dancing through the snow that's awesome must have been like an it felt like an hour yeah and my family doesn't do stuff like that yeah and it was just quiet and we were just breathing in the moment and it was beautiful and Aww. Christmas is magical. Christmas is magical. I feel like a lot of my best Christmas memories happen in cold weather. There's something about Christmas yeah. that just goes better with cold weather. Fact of the matter is, Christmas in tropics don't count. Christmas. <laughs> it it feels less like Christmas and more of like just like a shopping time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah. And like when I, when I, when I, we jacked down the aircon in here to sixteen, so we can like go on Periscope <laughs> and have sweaters and stuff. It felt really nice, actually. I quite it liked very, it. It felt very Christmassy. <sighs> I feel like ending the episode here, but we have so much more left to do. So let's let's let's, let's get to the business. The Christmas music. <laughs> All right. So you you lost game time, unfortunately. I lost game time. You lost game. It's it's okay. Game time. You, you you passed. You still pass. Oh yeah, game time. Game time. You still passed. Well, yeah. no, you failed. No, I so, failed. Yeah, you failed. Whatever. Um, you learned words, things. We all learned we, things. We all yesterday. learned things. We all learned the spirit of Christmas and the joy of giving. Oh, on that note, I guess we're going to start with our most heartwarming piece in the news. Oh, we're going into the news. Okay, sorry. I guess so. Let's hit that music, Nathan. News, newsy, newsy, newsy. One, two, oh. World news, interviews, while I tear a puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist fans, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? Ladies and gentlemen, if you use Reddit, you must subscribe to the subreddit Uplifting News. Because the world is shitty right now in it's, general. Yeah, it's the best regular part of, news. It's the best part of the internet. Yeah. So, Uplifting News. Um, you guys may have heard of this little young lady. Um, her name is S- Sapphire. Oh, God, that's a stupid name. Um, <laughs> spelled S-A-F-Y-R-E. It's one of those new agey kid names, yeah. like millennial kids' names. Yeah, it's a stupid name, but she has a really sad but beautiful and tragic and amazing story. So a couple years ago, 
Sapphire, this little girl from New York, she and her family were as a victim of arson. Hmm. Her fa- her house was burned down. Her parents and her siblings both died. Um, uh, I didn't read this detail in just a little while ago, but apparently they found Sapphire in her father's arms. Her father was protect covering her and protecting her from the fire. Hmm. And he died. Um, she lost her right hand in the fire. She lost her left foot. They all had to be amputated. She has burns all over her body. 75% I mean, of her body yeah, is covered I mean, in burns. You look at her and shes you can tell that she's been through a horrible, horrible ordeal. Yeah. Um, this Christmas season, um, she stays with her aunt. Her mm-hmm. aunt for Christmas got this little tree, which is like a Christmas card tree. So it's like a frame that you hang Christmas cards on. Right. And Sapphire said to her aunt, she says, I can't wait to fill up this tree. And then her, her aunt was like, oh, I don't know, honey. We usually get 10 Christmas cards a year. This thing holds 100. Ambitious. Ambitious. So her aunt went on Facebook to be like, hey, can you send us some, some Christmas cards for the holidays? Uh-huh. And I guess you can see where this is going. Yeah, the internet did good. It did good. It got viral. She got hundreds, thousands of Christmas cards sent to her and now people know who she is and kind of made her Christmas. Now check this out. There is also, as there should be a charity set up for her, mm-hmm. um, on the website, you caring.com, which I never heard about. It's, heard it's about a crowdfunding website. website. It's a crowdfunding website specifically for charities. Um, they set up a charity and the goal was to get, I think 10, Yeah. Uh, 10,000, I think was the goal. I mean, obviously, cause there's quite a burden, but yeah. I'm on the Reddit and this is from, uh, last week Yeah, and you know how they put multiple edits. So it jumped from 10,000, it jumped to 16,000 and then it keeps jumping, 27,000, jumping and jumping. How many, how many days has it been? It's been active for, um, it says 52 days left. I don't know how, where it started. Okay, so uh, uh, tell us what the it's goal up to now. The goal is 15,000 today, three days before Christmas, $399,123. Dang, son. And let me tell you something. This value has jumped since we started recording this episode. Dang, It's gone son. up a couple hundred. It's gone up, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's always nice to just... Oh, it went up again. You just yeah. refreshed the page and it went up again. Yeah. It's just nice to see the internet be good every once in a while. We we see it just be an asshole so much. But for the most part, when it counts, people are people are good. Yeah. You know? Like, sure, you're going to go to a YouTube video of, like, you know, like a, a baby eating spaghetti. <laughs> and you can see in the comments, you know... People going like, oh, that baby is ugly. Her, her parents must be racists or something along those lines of just ridiculousness. But for the most part, when it counts, you know, I, I believe the world is good. People step up and yeah. things like this happen. Beautiful things like this happen. Yeah. Um, can I just say like in a, in a tangent and hopefully this doesn't sound too much like a plug. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also currently holding a Christmas charity campaign. Oh, yes. yes. Um, and it's in conjunction with um, this charity called Club Rainbow. Uh, they're just like an organization that helps out kids with terminal illness. Uh, no, sorry, not terminal, uh, critical illnesses. Um, and it helps their families cope with the medical bills, helps the kids cope with missing school. Um, and I'm helping them out a little bit with a little bit of a crowdfunding-esque charity campaign. 
uh, nowhere near the size of this one. Mm. And I have no idea where the hell I'm at right now in terms <laughs> of like funds. But the goal was ten thousand, and I think right now it's like six thousand or something like that. We're almost there. We're almost there, and hopefully, if you guys are in the mood to give a little bit, check it out. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So it's it's at six point one k right now. Yeah. So we have about four thousand more to go. So if if you guys are um, have a little bit of spare cash, even ten dollars, whatever it is, um, it's a season of giving. I will donate. Yeah, a couple about, bucks how myself. About, how about a bunch of kids? Why not? Um, but if not, you know, if if money's tight, just share the link. Yeah, um, it's on my Facebook page. It's yeah, on everything. absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Anyway, next story. Oh, I wish I had all uplifting news this week. <laughs> um, this one ain't too bad. Yeah. So Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. If Ooh. you haven't heard about this, it is the new play coming out. Coming it's not, it's not a musical, on the right? West End. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's gonna have music, but I'm. Okay, so it's a new play coming out uh, on the West End, and it's basically Harry Potter Part Seven. Eight? Yeah, I mean, well, part eight it would be. Part eight. Um, set 19 years after the books. So it's um, Harry Potter, The Magic Awakens. Yeah. More or less. It's true. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, that's wrong. I checked. Um, but what's making the news this week, so this has been out for a while, but is the cast has been announced of Harry, uh, the lead cast anyway, of Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Yeah. And look at this, guys. Not what you expected. Ron is not that ginger. <laughs> it's kind of brownish. Also, Hermione's black. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the big casting news is they have these three people playing older versions of the, the, the original trio. And mm-hmm. time accurate. So, it would be 19, 19 years after. So, they would be, what, 39 around there? Ish. Ish. Yeah. And Hermione is black. That's the big kind of like... What's going on? Yep. And this is um, obviously people, you know, for the most part, it's not going. I mean, at least I haven't seen crazy like KKK yeah. kind of craziness going on. Yeah, yeah, Mostly yeah. people are being like, hey, that's not canon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what J.K. Rowling has to say. Uh, this is a tweet from the later herself. Right, canon. And, and, and this is this is um, explaining the decision of the casting of a black actress for Hermione. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, canon, colon, brown eyes, frizzy hair and very clever. White skin was never specified. Rowling loves black Hermione. Here's my thing. Um, it's fine that they changed it. Um, okay, because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. I'm almost as big into Harry Potter as into Star Wars. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Um, this doesn't bother me. I mean, I like the casting, but it's like... I don't like the idea of... like, like, like I don't think Hermione, uh, J.K. Rowling had Hermione as black in her mind when she was writing. Mm. I mean, she didn't specify. Sure, I mean, uh, it's like one of those things. It, this is kind of how I felt when she announced that that Dumbledore was was okay. was gay. I mean, sure, because there's a, there's a, there's a difference between having your making a choice about your a character, conscious decision, yeah, whether sexual orientation or skin tone, whatever it is. At least mention it. You can either you either mention it and not make it a thing, or you make it a thing mm-hmm. to kind of like kind of backwards go and say that it kind of just seems kind of off to me it's almost like hey guys look i'm cool not yeah maybe <laughs> but it's like yeah it just doesn't sit well with me like i specifically thought that when she was with dumbledore i would much rather have that be part of his character in some way yeah. as opposed to being like oh in my because with dumbledore correct me if i'm wrong out there but i think she said in my mind he was always gay 
in like I don't think in her mind Hermione was black. But again, I totally I think this is cool. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. The casting, yeah, again, it doesn't bother me mostly because I'm probably never going to watch it because it's so far away from <laughs> me. But um it is slightly distracting if anything. It doesn't it, it's it's not like one of those things where I'd be like you cast a black person as Hermione, blacks can't be wizards. <laughs> but no. it, it, it's it's more so of just like it'll be distracting because you cast a ginger as Ron. Yeah. Oh, here's okay. Here's my thing. Sorry, sorry. Did you have a point to make there? I'm not, sorry. Not really. It's just a, my know. my point is here is that I think it's even a braver choice to to come out and say okay, we it's though not explicitly stated in canon, we're choosing to make her black. We're making the choice to make her black. The character black, as opposed to like, you know, well, I never said she couldn't be black. <laughs> like I felt it was relatively yeah, yeah, clear yeah, that yeah, she yeah, was yeah, white yeah. in the books. I don't, yeah. I don't, and maybe it's just the movies playing tricks on me. But like, was she ever on any of the covers? Like the mm. art, I'm sure she was. Yeah, because I feel like I've seen pictures of her like in cartoon form. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah like, the original sure. concept artist. But I don't know. Whatever it is, it doesn't. It's not like a like a cause for up up cry uproar yeah or anything it's just if anything i can imagine it being slightly distracting although i'm sure she's a perfectly fine actress yeah. and again from what i've seen it's not people complaining about it. it's more like hey you're changing my story that this near and dear to my heart mm. oh yeah 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 that is true anyway but uh, i like it uh i would really like to see this play i, I, I want i want to check it out so bad it's just like it's so far away I, they're probably gonna film it right yeah something like have a west end recording it's going to go on Broadway and everything. Actually, now that I look at the three of them together in this group shot, I really can see it. Like, because, yeah, because they always described it as Ron being taller and more gaunt and, and wiry than Harry. And Harry's like, yeah, I can see this. Just throw some glasses on him. Put a scar. <laughs> um, and let's see. Last but not least, what do I have here, Nathan? They just better not throw in, like, blackisms <laughs> to Hermione's character. Hey! <laughs> I'm a... P- I'm going to bust a spell in your ass. Yeah. If they do that, then that will be pandering. I don't know. I think I might like it even better. <laughs> Black Miami. Okay, what's what else is in the news this week, John? You have something that you're very excited to show me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, so okay, so I have not been keeping up with the news as of late. And then the first thing John asked me when I said, hey, what's for news today? <laughs> he says, did you hear about Miss Universe? And I was like, no, nope, And I'm every one of you knows about what happened. Yeah. But Nathan hasn't. I'm sure he has a good idea of what happened. I, because- truly, okay, I truly, I have not heard anything. I've not seen anything. I have no idea because today was a bit of a busy day for me. I just didn't check any social media. Right. So um, what I have here is the have video. A video. You have a video for me, John. Yes. So you're going to start it at the 22nd mark. Okay. Uh, how do I do that on the thing? Can't just... Nah, no, Where stop playing. You? 22nd mark. Okay. Yep. Okay. So just, yeah, 20 seconds, right? Are you on there? I'm on there. So just for context, uh, they just announced that Miss USA is third runner-up. Or second runner-up. She's third place. So now we have... No, you need playing it. Okay. I timed it so that it gave me time to talk. Okay. So here we have Miss Columbia and Miss Philippines ready to hear who won. Steve Harvey is, of course, the host. Okay. And they're circle. holding hands, looking at each other, longingly. What's happening? Steve Harvey has the envelope. And he announced that Colombia has won. Oh, which one's a Colombian one? They both the look tall kind of, one. They both look kind of exotic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pia, her last—I mean, she's Filipino, but her last name's like Wurzog. It's like the most German last name ever. So there she is, gets her sash. So this is what thirty seconds in. Nathan jumped two minutes and twenty seconds forward. Okay. To, or the two minute twenty second mark. Okay. 
she's pretty. She is. Go- they're both gorgeous. Okay, two minutes and twenty seconds. Now she's like posing in front of the cameras. Miss Universe with the flowers. Hi, everybody. Thank you very and much. And you see Steve Harvey over there on the left with the producer. Okay. Oh, he's walking forward. <laughs> Steve Harvey's walking forward, looking very guilty about something. He's shuffling a little bit. <laughs> okay, folks. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no. No, say it isn't so. So. I have to apologize. He has to apologize. Oh, fuck her face. The winner is just like standing there right now. No, Miss Columbia standing right there right now. The first runner up is Columbia. Oh, no. I will say this. This is great TV. <laughs> it's crazy. This is like the first... This is like the most interesting this competition's ever been. And look, man. Us Filipinos were super proud. So when they cut to the the crowd scenes of the Filipinos, like just uproariously like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. That's right. Oh, wow. The girl next to the Philippines looks like... Uh, USA. USA, yeah, she looks a bit like, um, ah, fuck, what's her name? She was in Pitch Perfect and True Blood. Uh, oh, I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking her about. Her name's escaping me. Good so, yeah, her. So now they're gonna, she's awkwardly gonna go up there, they're playing the music. Steve Harvey looks like he wants to put a gun in his mouth. Ah, the Filipinos! The Filipinos are, are going, going nuts, nuts because they're super proud when any one of us does anything of note. <laughs> that is insane. Great TV, I will say this. A fantastic TV. Like, this. Like, I, I remember the last time these guys were in the news. Was it Miss Universe or Miss USA? Like, th- that. It was about Trump. No, 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 no. Oh. It was, it was Miss USA. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl gave a ridiculous answer to a question that made zero sense. Have you seen that? That happens every year. <laughs> no, no, no. no, but, no but this one was no, bad. No, I'm no, pulling no. it out later. Hold on. Okay. Is that it? That's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's little details like she's rubbing her back. And then this, the Miss Universe from the year before has to like get the crown. That is so unfortunate. There's a close-up shot of that card. It does look kind of confusing, actually. I'll show you that in a bit. But look at this as well. It was my mistake. It was on the card. Horrible mistake, but the right thing. I can show it to you right here. The first runner-up is Columbia. It is my mistake. Good on Steve Harvey. Yeah. And then, uh, Nathan, I'll show you a photo, a photo of the card, right? That's the card. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... Yeah. I guess, like, you know, because, like, okay, I've always been bothered about, like, first runner-up as as being second place. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just slightly confusing. For, like, the slightest also, second, I mean, it's always confusing. Small, like, what if you were holding the bottom right corner? Why can't they just go, like, first place, second place, third place? I feel like that's a lot less confusing. Yeah. Like, also, whenever can I, you uh, fucking put a giant red circle, bold it, underline it, italicize <laughs> it? But as you, a host myself, I would want something like that. Yeah. No, but whenever I whenever I see like first runner up, that always like bumps me for like, a quarter of a second. I'm mm. like, and first runner up is oh uh, oh yeah, second place got it. But good, good on Steve Harvey that like he was like it's my mistake, it's on the card. Like, yeah, I feel then, like not but, enough people do that nowadays. And Most, look at this tweet he shot out. Okay, so he tweeted, "I want to apologize emphatically to Miss Philip Philippians." <laughs> And Miss Columbia. Columbia spelled with a U. This was a terribly honest human mistake, and I am so regretful. So in his in his apology, in his he misspelled both the countries. <laughs> so that's what happened today. That's great. Poor Steve Harvey. 
I, I just I just like that he owned up to his mistake. I feel like nowadays like it's all finger pointing and going, Oh, the producers were this and that and blah blah blah. He he was honest about it. Anyway, um this Miss USA thing, it was so stupid. <laughs> like uh they asked her something about like what would you do to end the war or something like that. Miss Teen USA. Mm-hmm. And she answered it in fantastic form. Oh dear. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and... I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! And Mario Lopez right next to her. She's like, thank you very much, South Carolina, everybody. Oh, shit. Those are all words. (laughs) Those are all words. They usually oh, go in sentences. I Whoa. Love, I love it. I love beauty pageants because they're just the weirdest fucking things. Did you know that, like, um, Miss Singapore, uh, it's no longer, like, televised even because no one gives a shit anymore? Yeah, I don't give a shit about any of this, to be honest. I think it's yeah. weird, dumb, objectifying, and kind of just weird. Like, what does it mean to be Miss? You're like, you're, like. I've never truly understood it. I'm sure there's like a sect of people that are super into it. I'm sure there is. But, but here's I've my never thing. How fucking arrogant it. are you to say that you're Miss Universe? You don't know. You don't know what's going on in the Andromeda system. Yeah. Or other universes, other galaxies. There's only one Miss Universe to me, and that's Miss Marvel. Yeah. yeah. And even then, there's three of them or something. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was I going to say? Yeah, Miss Singapore. It used to be televised every year. Mm-hmm. But, like, the production values were just, like, not high enough. Like, the sponsors were just not coming on board. So now they hold it every year in, like, a hotel ballroom. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's become quite the... And this is the rep- this Singapore Center representative of Miss Universe? She's yes, the one who yes, ends yes. up going to Miss Universe? It's become quite a non-spectacle. Um, we should go and just report on it, like a good hang thing. <laughs> like, here we are! I remember, like, the, the biggest thing was, like, when they had Rislo, when she was, like, Miss Singapore for a bit. And, mm-hmm. um... If you didn't hear about this, John, Rislo was that late, uh, girl. She, I think she won or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she was basically like a complete embarrassment to the title. Sure. Because she was not well-spoken at all. She kind of ditzy. She was like... Was she like an alien? Very much so. <laughs> if anything, she was the quintessential Singaporean. So she the, really the, is Miss Singapore. That a bunch of people argued. But she was a bit much. She was just like very... Like, you don't want to send her to the world stage kind of thing. And I think ever since then, they've kind of been pulling back a bit on Miss Singapore. I don't know what the actual explanation is. I've never been to one. I've never... We got to go. We got to get an invite somehow. Right. I think it'd be hilarious. When is the next one? Let's go. I wish I could tell you. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no interest in beauty pageants. I will say, though, Miss Japan this year is gorgeous. Ooh. She's like half black, half Japanese. Wow. She blazing. Look, Miss Philippines there. She's got to be half... Philippines half uh, half Filipino half German. Yeah. Can I can I just say that the thing about the Philippines is that we are hotness catalyst. Our blood is hotness catalyst. If you get a person when who's you add Philippines part Filipino, yeah, you're never going to see an average looking person who's part Filipino. Oh, they're fucking always super attractive or interesting at the very least. I feel like that's the same thing with Japanese. Yeah. Whenever you see, whenever it's like Japanese mixed of something, they're usually pretty attractive. Yeah. 
But I feel like that's like a testament to like the race, and then like they. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is I'm that- struggling to make a point here because I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But having lived in the Philippines, I mean, obviously you can say that about celebrities, right? But even like the the half Filipinos I meet in person are fucking amazing. This girl in my high school is like half Filipino, half Swiss. Mm-hmm. And she basically just looked white. But because of that Filipino blood, she was like uber hot. Nah. Anyway, that's the news. I'm going to show you a picture of Miss Japan right now. Look at that. Look at her. Oh, I bet she's also really smart. <laughs> Look at her. Wow, yeah, she's really pretty. Yeah, she has like the Japanese like face, but with black features, and it's a little bit confusing. She just looks good Latina way. to me, right? Like it's like a strange like it it, it works for me though. I dig it, and yeah, she has like she has the Kiko Mizuhara hair, which I dig. Anyway, I'm down. Uh, I'm down with that. Yeah. All right, play the outro music. There is no outro music. John. We just play, it and then we just say heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, where is it? No. Fuck. There we go. World news, interviews, blonde hair, puppy shoes, television, movie sports, racist rants, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. We just heard about that thing. I used the wrong pronoun. Alrighty. So it's time to wrap this baby up in a bow. Wrap this bitch up. Nice little present. Because Christmas. And the same same way we wrap every episode, we're going to wrap this one with a thing of ours that is favorite. Yeah. A.K.A. Favorite thing. Uh, yeah. Favorite thing. Come what? on. What? <laughs> favorite thing this week. Um, I was... I definitely wanted to go with a Christmas theme. But I felt like, oh, what's your favorite Christmas song? That's too easy, guys. Mm-hmm. That's too easy. Too obvious. Favorite it's Christmas too movie? Too obvious. Too obvious. Yes, I forgot. Before we go into that, I want to talk about a Christmas movie that I recently just watched called Krampus. Ah, the horror Christmas yeah. movie. Is it good? Starring Adam Scott and David Koechner. Holy shit. Wow, that's a good cast. Okay, guys, if if it's still in theaters, it probably is at this point. Please go watch it. Is it comedy horror? Yes. I'll, say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just say these three things about it. One, creature design, production value, great. I was expecting some low-budget shitty thing, <laughs> but it was top-notch. Second thing, it's an original movie. Might not be an original idea because, you know, Krampus, Krampus German folklore, yeah. whatever. But it's an original movie. Cool. It's an original uh, plot, screenplay, like, you know, fairly unknown-ish it, it, actors. And it, movies like that don't get made anymore. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's probably, it sounds like it's a medium budget or, like, even a low budget. No, it looked... Okay, they... It's probably a medium budget. Whatever, like whatever 20, budget 30, they had, whatever budget they had, they used it. Cool. They used it well. W- like, would it be giving it away to say, like, what percentage is horror, what percentage is comedy? I will say this. It's not terrifying. I, at no point did I ever close my eyes. Because like Shaun but, of the Dead is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'd say that's like 70% comedy, 30% horror. This movie was... It's like the new Gremlins, I would Ooh, say. Down for that. So it's like... It will not scare you, but it might scare like a 12-year-old. And I think it's so cool that they have this movie now. Like, I feel like nothing like this has come out in years and years and years and years. Decades even. It's almost like they, they, they took a movie from 1982 and just made it in 2015 hmm. with like updated effects and everything. Like the pacing is, it, it feels fresh, but like old at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the, the pacing is a throwback and that's why it feels fresh. And the creature design is all practical effects, except for like these animated gingerbread men, which, you know, you'll see when you see it. Um, 
it was a tight fucking movie, dude. I'll check it out. I, so I wouldn't. They're... I wouldn't say it's like high art or anything, but the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "Huh, I'm enjoying myself very much." Yeah. And like this hasn't happened. Like this feels like a movie that I I watched as a kid and like, was scared of. I can imagine like being 12 years old and like having the monsters in this terrify me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I love that. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Two recommendations for you. If you can't get tickets to The Force Awakens, check out Krampus. Krampus, good shit. Um. Anyway, what, what are we doing? Favorite thing. Yeah. Favorite, favorite thing. So favorite thing this week, we're not going to do the easy route. We're not doing favorite Christmas movies. We're not doing favorite Christmas songs. We're going to flip the script a little bit and we're going to be doing favorite bad Christmas songs. So, you know, none of your chestnut trusting. It's like guilty pleasure. Fire. It's more like guilty pleasures or just plain bad. Like plain, just like it's either annoying or shitty or bad or it's a tool tune, whatever it is, it's not going to be something that you want to play in front of your parents. <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's like when, when someone says, hey, Christmas dinner time, let's put on some music, you will not put this song on. I would put mine on because mine's the shit. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, though, let's get into good uh, favorite things from last week. Sure. So every week, guys, go on our go on Twitter, tweet at us with the hashtag good hang faith faith thing. thing. So last week was reality show. We have here... Uh, Sam, also known as at Sa Miss Pass Miss Pams. Yeah. No, she okay. She told me this months ago. It's Sam Spasms Spams. But look, if you're gonna make your name that fucking confusing to read, it's all your fault. <laughs> I, oh, uh, oh, it says Spams. I thought it was like Sam Spasms Spasms. Yeah, I thought that would be pretty smart. You know, like I had a spasm and I typed it twice. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she said. At Good Hang Pass. Also another... Also another. Uh, apparently she's another one where she didn't put the hashtag. Oh, it's, uh, it's right below. Nope, that's from November 4. Oh. Uh, amazing race when it first burst into the scene to the time of no GPS. No. Did what you use GPS on Amazing GPS? Race? No. That, means like it's, that sounds like it's cheating. Are they allowed to do that? I don't know. I used to, like, I used to quite like um, Amazing Race. I remember when Amazing Race came to Singapore. As part of oh that they were yeah, stopping yeah. like Singapore was part of the 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 the, the, the challenges yeah they I feel like they should do that more often do they is it is it not often a stop no I believe that was only one time oh that sucks yeah uh, Charlotte at Charlotte T says favorite reality show tough choice between America's Next Top Model and Survivor mm. Mm. all the good ones had to go like L- Joe what's who's Joe in Survivor Survivor contestant okay um, America's Next Top Model oh, I don't have time. America's Next Top Model is the, is the show that I watch at the gym because it's always it's playing always when playing. I'm at the gym for some reason. Star World. And like it's half motivation because of it. Oh, look at those people. They're so pretty. I need to exercise more. And also because it's just trashy as fuck. It is really trashy. Like there's, I don't, I'm not invested in the characters at all, but I just love watching them yell at each other for two <laughs> right, seconds. At right. um, Star Rhapsody says, uh, good hang faith thing this week. Does Undercover Boss count as reality TV? Because I dig that shit. Ooh, that is a good. I don't know that one. I've only ever seen two episodes, but it's basically um, they have the CEO of the company work on the ground. Oh, interesting. Yeah. To learn how shitty he is as a boss. Well, it it, it can go either way, you right. know? Yeah. Interesting. It's, it sounds like kind of like the story of um, The Christmas Carol. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Like they're Scrooge and like they get to yeah, check yeah, yeah. out what's happening on uh, from the ghost of Christmas present or whatever the fuck. Oh, another good Christmas movie, Scrooge, Stein Bill Murray. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Barry Bryant says Fear Factor used to be my favorite reality show they tested the contestants physically and mentally I used to watch the shit out of Fear Factor Joe Rogan man Joe Rogan I remember when I was growing up I watched that show on AXN 
that one, and it was Fear Factor, and then after Fear Factor, it was Who Dares Wins. Who da- I used to be obsessed with that show. Who Dares Wins was the best. Remember, like the, there was like a there was, was a so whole thing where like there was a Tiny. whole craze of reality shows for a while. But it was basically like, what can we make them do now? Yeah. <laughs> like that was and the who entire dares premise. Wins came first. I'm sure, but it was like that was the premise of all these shows. Like, what can we make them do now? Will they put a snake in their butthole? <laughs> Will they sleep with their sister? Will they go on this roller coaster with no pants and a bucket of tarantulas? Did, I love did, it. Did they? I, I, they probably did. Oh, Tanya Zaita, so pretty. You're looking at who dares wins now. The host, the lady who host. dares, who dares wins. Australian TV show. <laughs> anyway, so okay, favorite thing this week. It's just the thought of Australian people shouting at you to do things. I <laughs> <laughs> mate, gotta do it. Don't be a pussy, mate. <laughs> Don't be a pussy. All right, let's get into this this week though. Yeah, this week. Uh, favorite, favorite bad, bad Christmas, Christmas song. song. Okay, okay, so cool. John, what is your favorite bad Christmas song? Okay, and even then, I still think it's a great Christmas song. <laughs> Would I want to listen to it more than like twice in a row? Maybe not. But my favorite Christmas song is from 19 something something. Yeah, feel that shit? All right, huh. you chipmunks, ready to sing? The chipmunks? What's the name of the song, John? Christmas, okay, don't Simon. be late. Okay, okay Theodore. Okay, Alvin. And he's just Alvin. standing there like a punk. Alvin. Fine. It's so good. It's good for like thirty seconds. No, no, it's, you gotta get to the. When they say hula hoop, I'm sold. I would like I would like to give this kid a hula hoop. Here. Right here. Sure. I'll get it to you, little chipmunk. So good. I don't know if this is from a movie, TV show. It's, I feel like it's just always I, been there. I would, I would think it's like from one of their TV specials, probably. But I, the way it's recorded, it's yeah, I'm sure I've seen it animated before. Bonus listening assignment, guys. Inch Twy and I did a version of this song. It's somewhere on the internet. You gotta, you gotta find look that. Look for it. I'm gonna look for it right now. Oh, you wanna play it right, right now? You should. Sure, why not? I was gonna, I was gonna let the listeners do it, but sure, why not? Uh... Or we should put it in the show notes. Yeah, we can play a little bit of it. Nice nostalgia. Why not? Mm-hmm. Such a good song. There we go. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find it. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty swell. Oh, do you feel that in the air too? Is there a video? Yes, I yeah. do. That festive, oh, good Is that from a concert? That's <laughs> from a radio station. I'm feeling that too. So, are you ready to do a song, Inch? More than ready. Is that a more onesie you're wearing? More than ready. I'm more than ready too. Let's do it. Such good acting. Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys. She sounds like Ingrid Michaelson. This is like three octaves too low. <laughs> it, it gets there. Watch it. Spend 
it's going somewhere. <laughs> wow, Nathan's playing the trumpet and guitar at the same time. Is this when Inch started wearing antlers in her head? Yeah, it's like a trend. Yeah, this is when it started? Yeah, pretty much. Alright. Now, guys, if you want to see the whole video, and you should, check it out in the show notes. I'll, I'll tease, like, a quick second of what happens in about 20 seconds. That's pretty impressive. Can you even harmonize that. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Okay, put it away, you talented fucks. Alright, Nathan, what is your favorite? Okay, I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble finding mine, God, only because song. it's an extremely rare song. God damn it. That... You will not believe, but it'll be worth it. Trust me. I downloaded that Steve Harvey clip from YouTube, renamed it so Nathan wouldn't see it, sent it through the air into his iPad. That's what we call being prepared, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we call being a professional, caring about the podcast audience. I found it. I found okay, it. Chill. Found it. Okay, chill. Chill. I was, chill. No, I was just buying you time. <laughs> okay, so this song by Linda Bennett. Tony Bennett's aunt. I truly don't know, but once you hear this song, you'll understand why you haven't heard from her. <laughs> And it's called An Old Fashioned Christmas, a.k.a. Daddy's Home. Oh, God. Enjoy this little gem. This is your music, news, and weather station. Bringing you the best in Christmas music. This is part of the song. It's like a meta song. Little, Little Beatles sampling. Okay. Has that nice seventies pop? The snow is falling. What a sight to see! It's nice and pretty. Daddy, okay, yeah. So far, so good. I'm trying to prepare myself. Daddy's coming home. He'll be walking through the door ten minutes after nine. It's very specific time. Been a long day. The bus takes each night is always right on time. It's gonna be. With all the children by the Christmas tree. Gotta have that. It's gonna be. Don't know where this is going. Can't wait. Daddy's a pedophile, perhaps? Old fashioned Christmas. For my children, their daddy, and me. It's pretty. Nice and pretty. Yeah. Making spirits bright. Oh, what's this? We're sorry to interrupt this program, but a bulletin has just been handed me. There's been a serious accident involving the number five bus out of New Haven. Oh, God! The only information oh we have is that the bus skidded on a patch of ice oh, and slammed into a tree. Oh, Stay tuned to this station for further details. Oh, okay, we're back. I don't understand the, where the, what reality this song is in. Children, everything's alright. It's alright, it's alright, son. Everyone, don't get excited. Things will be okay. He's fine. He's fine. It's gonna happen on this Christmas day. It's gonna be a very merry Christmas. I actually quite dig the chorus. Yeah. Oh, 
feel like there's a very sad fur doc coming this song. <laughs> or maybe he survives. Huh? Or maybe it's a song about even though it's Christmas, death still happens. But it's a, it's a story song, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really feel like it's taking somewhere. Oh God! Another bulletin. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed the latest report involving bus number five out of New Haven, and from all indications, we're sorry to report that there were no survivors. Wow, news travels fucking fast. For this oh race. my God! <laughs> this just can't happen. What am I to do? <laughs> wait, wait, he still can come. The news is not hundred percent right all the time. It's a Christmas song. Me down the aisle oh. on my wedding day. That's a boy. Jesus. That's a boy. Who is gonna buy me toys and take me out to play? Oh, that's a selfish cunt right there. Oh no. Daddy! Nope. Daddy! Mortician. Merry Please Christmas, everybody. No, it's late. And I missed my bus. Oh. Well, don't just stand there. Hey! Help me with these presents. Oh my god! Triumph! We have presents! Yes! He didn't die! I mean, all those other families with loved ones on that bus number five. And the end. Merry Christmas, Daddy. I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of. All the people on bus five's lives are changed irrevocably forever, and they'll never view Christmas the same way. But this particular family is fine. I don't. I'm just curious how he got home. If he misses bus, how did, if he misses bus, wait, walk? I just love that. Verse. Fuck, that is a crazy song. I just love the. Oh my god, what can I do? <laughs> oh, that was that was whoa, that was something, man. I. I want to meet all ten people that played this at their Christmas party. <laughs> like, hey guys, I know what's gonna get y'all in the Christmas spirit. Or like, like sing a along. Nice, like, yeah, have sing music along. On my piano. Guys. Oh wow, that oh. whoa. Yeah, that I'm is, just wow. That was heavy. It's an idea. It's quite an idea. <laughs> Jesus. From 1975. Okay, so the video. <laughs> The video description says, this may be the most infuriating Christmas song there is. (laughs) Released Christmas 1975 by Linda Bennett on Mercury Records. Written, produced, blah, blah, blah. Found through worldsworstrecords.com. Oh, that's great. I think that's, I think that's, in a weird way, it's kind of genius in its own way. It's, I, I understand what they set out to do. I just don't like how they did it. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I feel like I want to put that in a piece of theater somehow. <laughs> Work that in. Like a radio play almost. Oh, God, it, it was so like a, a radio play almost. Like a really fucked up radio play. Yeah. Anyway. Woo! Wow, this has been a jam-packed episode. Mostly full, filled with Star Wars. It's half Star Wars. Just full of jammy Star Wars. Um, hey guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you've listened up to this long, uh, thank you for listening, sharing, telling a friend, being part of the gang. Dude, speaking of the gang, we forgot to mention the chips. Oh, 
We got there's a bag of chips that um It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. It's from so Anson. Like, if you remember from like episode what, like eight or something? Very early on. Yeah, one of like our favorite thing of that episode was like favorite chips. And you happen to bring up Grandma Utz hand cooked potato chips that you can only find in certain states in America. All, it was from Boston specifically, all the way from yeah. where we were at, yeah. Certain parts of America and we got it from a listener. That's like so a bag good. of grandma Utz. And okay, let's, let's, it's a treat for the ASMR crowd right now. <laughs> so like, you know. Do that brown paper bag. Brown, brown paper bag. You can take one too. And let's just close out the episode of like chewing. These are good. God damn it, it's so good. It's better like once I'm like far removed because I had the last chip like two hours ago. This really makes my Christmas. This is good shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for our family to yours, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, and we'll see you next week. Everyone's either loving this right now or hating this to the core. I know some people that just can't stand the sound of chewing. I get that. You gotta love the sound of crunching, though. That's a that's a, a pretty crunchy ass chip. Bye. Bye. <laughs> of course, I knew the whole time. Of course, I love you the same way, Dick.